I am Jason Latour, the co-creator of Southern Bastards and the writer of Spider Gwen, and you are listening to Eleven O'Clock Comics, motherfucker. <laughs> Last woohoo hooty hoo of 2015. Wow. And then they were two. Yeah. Well, we started with two. That's true. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. And it's uh, this two. <laughs> this is so weird. Nothing else. No, no, no. See, and of course, the dude with the social life doesn't get to be here on the map. Although it would have, it, it could have been, well, that's all behind the scenes. So yes, well, you'll find out during the goal. Hey, we're only going to get two either with the You think so? Well, if we did it last night, there would only been two. Right? Well, I probably I would have I would have slid in like you do with the ladies. Slide it in. They're even on there. Perfect. <laughs> oh man, I needed this this week. I say that a lot, you but do. it's true. Yeah, I really. Needed um, I had one. One fourteen-hour day, <laughs> Jesus, and, and a bunch of other long ones. But that's okay; it'll pay off, right? It better, <clears throat> yeah, it better. It will. Let's be positive. Woo-hoo. New Year's resolution. I don't usually make them because I don't usually follow them. I my my thing about that is just why 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 that why that day have you finally decided? You know what? Today's the day I'm going to. Eat better or lose weight or exercise or learn a new language. You should just be doing that shit all yeah, the time. But, all right. All right. Human beings don't do that. No, but see that, but then the problem is the human beings don't stick with it. Oh, I'm going to do it. And then like that, the, that first speed bump, because nothing's gradual. They're like, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to start eating better tomorrow. No, because now you're, now you've just completely quit all the junk food in your life, cold turkey. And, and you're going to have that. That, that yearning for it, you don't, that nothing, unless you're quitting smoking, there's, there, there's just pretty much, I, I don't know too many people who successfully quit something cold turkey and, and never look back. It's true. And I will amend my previous statement. Um, the average human being doesn't do that because I know some people who have just said, you know what? I'm going to stop killing babies. And then they stop killing babies. <laughs> That's a good so, thing. No, you know what I, I mean. do know. What you mean. Um, I, it doesn't work with me, but statement of intent is very powerful. If you you've established something, you made it real. Boom! I'm gonna do this. You know what? This- okay, you have a better head. You have a better jump on actually maybe conquering that beast than if you just didn't make a grand gesture and just said, you know what? Maybe I'm. Maybe I should stop I, this. I, you know, I do agree. That it's a ritual. Once you, it's, it's, once you say something, once you put it out there, that makes it real. Because and which is something that I didn't mention last week when we were doing our Star Wars review, mm. and you mentioned something that happened, and it was at the end of the episode. So obviously, you know, there, there was spoilers. We're not going to say it now, but you know, and Jason's like, we can just go ahead and say it because I mean, we're, at, we're this is spoiler area, so you can, you know, if you want to say what that character did to that other character, you can do it. And and I was about to say, Vince doesn't want to say it because then it's true. 
Even though you it saw it happen, true. but now I still kind of don't think it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> I I know it is in in my heart of hearts. Yeah. You know, I know it is. But and such an ignominious end. Like when the tumble killed me. Oh, yeah. The tumble was the worst, yeah. man. It's just like you saw his little boots. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like stop. Or her, don't or, show, her or her her boots. Yeah, they they could have been. They're leather, so they could have been either way. But but no, it was just like. I, I, I'm a ro- I'm a romantic at Absolutely. heart. And, and I, you know, and I did, it just, that was a very painful scene to watch. But yeah, and you know, now it's real. Going back to, uh, I'm using Motorhead. Okay. This, this week that, that, because, because we sense. lost Lemmy. Yes, we did. Lemmy, Lemmy is gone. And I resisted the temptation to go with the obvious and use Ace of Spades. Which everybody and their brother is probably going to use Ace of Spades because it is the signature Motorhead song. It, it is quintessential Lemmy, but I didn't. I used another song from Ace of Spades, no, okay. which is I I think more fitting. Um, Combat Shock Two, which is just like you know I'm out of here, bite the bullet, I'm gone. You're never going to see me again. I'm leaving you, and that's what he did. He left us, but not without giving us a whole mess of attitude and just. Stiff cock in your face, fucking rock and roll legend that he was. Um, R.I.P. Lemmy. Yes. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I also want to say that I'm not Bill Cosby, but I am, I am Vince P. You are Vince P. And this guy would probably be a bitch through the prison system. So I'm glad you're not Bill Cosby tonight. Mm-mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't get caught. That's, well, you haven't yet. I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm David A. Price. Yay. And in case you didn't realize it by now, there are only two verse, voices <laughs> filling your ears. Two, two sultry voices. The boy is not here with us this week. He's doing social things. Yeah, he's, he's, he's party people. And we're not even going to candy corn it. He, he has a, uh, a social um, engagement to attend, and he's not going to be here. But that's okay. David and I have handled this on our own many times in the past. We, like we said, we started out that way, and and you know, just for one week, we could do it without him. We love him, but we miss him, and and we'll catch up with him again next week. We'll see him next year. Yeah, it's true. Hate that, but that's true. <laughs> see you we'll next, see you year. next year. I, I heard it three times today. <laughs> Mailman, <laughs> see you next year. Wow. Wait, wait he's not. Oh, at work. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you know what? You If you're going to make a New Year's resolution. Oh, I know which one you're going with. Yeah. You really should strive to become a discount comic book service subscriber because you're only doing yourself a, a solid. You can get your comic books and collectibles and everything listed in the previews catalog for a fraction of the retail price. Now that's real important these days when comic books start creeping up past $4. Rumor has it that a publisher is going to go to five and that's, that's just crazy. But you can, you can combat that. You can still get your books on a regular basis even if they do go up in value because you will be paying much less at DCBService.com. They are the absolute best. They don't mind late orders. They don't mind order additions. You get your stuff from the previews catalog. At the frequency you specify, you can get it weekly, you can get it bi-weekly, you can get it monthly like me. I'm not a tight ass. I can wait once a month for my box. Some people have to have it every week, and I understand that. That's cool. But 
Like I said, you don't even have to leave the couch. Boop, 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 beep, bop, boop, boop. That's me typing on the keyboard. You just ordered 67 comics. Look at that. And they're all going to come to you, to your house, in a box, mint condition. You can even order bags and boards at discount comic book service. They are the absolute best. DCBService.com. Get there. Make it a New Year's thing. I'm going to try these people that Vince and David and Jason are always harping about because we have to listen to it at the tail and head of every episode. That We know why, because we believe in them. Go there. DCBService.com. Dot com. Dot com. You can even track your orders. You can see what they ship yep. to you. The little circle turns red when it's in. It, it, it turns to a half circle when it's in your box. That's coming. And once it's shipped to you, the circle turns red. So sometimes I can't even remember what I ordered. Okay. I like, did I get that book? I don't know. It was at the comic shop today. And I saw a book and I was like, did I order that shit? So I went on DCB service. I looked at my last like four or five orders. Sure enough, I didn't order it and I bought it. I am, remind me to get back to the whole delivery thing, but I, I think I am just going to start ordering previews. So that my dumbass mail carrier can't cram the cardboard box inside the mailbox, binging up the orders of the cardboard box. Usually the comics are safe. I don't, I don't get the pre bags and boards. Um, you have a bad mail. Person. I do. And, and because the cardboard box is in there at an angle, now the other mail is, oh. is either around it or under it and I can't get everything and it, and it's a hard ass rusty metal mailbox. So I, I'm trying not to get lockjaw out of this. And then I finally save all everything that was delivered and, and all is right in the world. But I don't, I get currently the, the collector's edition of DK3. Sure, I didn't get yet. And wait, you just didn't get the first issue? No. Okay. Shit um, could come tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Or by Saturday. The, uh, um, I hate Fairyland, the uncensored cover B version, uh, and, um, the slash and burn and a couple other things. So I don't, I don't have a bunch. I don't have a nice thick mm-hmm. box in, in, in the <laughs> slot. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, but now I think I'm just going to fucking Spend the buck, order previews, I, so that it's it's a bigger box, and and maybe they'll just leave it on the goddamn stoop then. And and you order some more paper is what you should do. Well, at least Ooh. with the previews, I can. I, that I, She'll never know. Just say, oh, they're using more packing than usual because they want to, you know, keep it nice and secure as they do. Just she'll never know. Well, she gonna watch you open the box sometimes. Seriously? If we get home and we're still like in the kitchen, it's cause she's, she's feeding the cats and I'm opening mail and, and yeah, she may, but. You know what you do? Oh, I heard something upstairs. Then you run upstairs with the box, you put it well, somewhere. I've done that too. No, I've, I've done it yeah, all. She won't I've, know. But it's, but at least with the previews, I can also then, I rip it up and use it for packing. I can use it for, you know, there's just other things that I can, I can use the previews for. They don't have to sit in the corner. I'll, I'll take them to work. I'll leave them, I'll leave them at, at on campus. I don't, but I just, I need to do something to, to, to keep my mail carrier from cramming stuff in there. Now, I use it to fetish over the, uh, Japanese figures that I will never ever own because, because the prices are getting little, like I'll, ridiculous. I'll send you mine. So this way, after you ruin yours and you can't turn the pages anymore, you can, st- I, before we seg, I have a male horror story. Okay. 
and so it, it's kind of cool being that you have a regular horror story. Yeah. Um, Mr. Will Pfeiffer, my, our good buddy, yep. was kind enough to send me something and it, it kind of stings that he has to hear about this through the podcast. I'm going to send him pictures because this is unbelievable. He sent me a bunch of things in, in a, uh, what appears to be a very secure envelope and it arrived. But the envelope is mangled to shit. It looks like somebody ripped it. This this envelope, you can't just like maybe it got caught on a piece of machinery. I don't know. But it, it looked like it looks like the Hulk tried to open this package, and the Hulk does open packages, right? So I get it in a plastic um bag, and it says received without contents. So they, they, I did receive the envelope in which he put all the goodies, Ugh. but the goodies aren't in it. And on the back, it says United States Postal Service, big sans serif letters, bold. We care. My, it looks like it's about 48, 50 point type. Dear postal customer, we sincerely regret the damage to your mail during handling by the postal service. We hope this incident did not inconvenience you. Well, your hope is bullshit because I just got an envelope with nothing in it, right? We realize that your mail is important to you and that you have every right to expect it to be delivered in good condition. Although every effort is made to prevent damage to the mail, occasionally this will occur because of the great volume handled and the rapid processing method. See what they're doing here? We handle a lot of mail and we handle it real fast. So there's going to be casualties, but we're good. Well, no, 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 not so much. Um, uh, must be employed to assure the most expeditious distribution possible. We hope you understand, period. We assure you that we are constantly striving to improve our blah, 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 blah. Please accept our apology. Sincerely, your plant manager processing and distribution. This is like receiving photos of some guy screwing my wife. Yeah. No, seriously, yeah. like, you did have a package coming, but now all you got is just the skin because the contents are gone because we we screwed it up. And here it is, or all your friends to see. So I'm going to take pictures of this. Sorry, Will, and send them to Mr. Pfeiffer. It, I it, it just bothers me because he went through not only the the trouble of the items themselves, regardless of their worth, right? I'm, I'm sure it wasn't you know inconsequential, and he paid for postage. And he went to the post office to like it took time out of his day yeah. for him to send me. And I get a, a plastic bag with an envelope in it. Read Teen Titans. Keep an eye on Will Pfeiffer. He's got other stuff in the works that you'll love. And you can say hi to and, him in Chicago in March. Yes, and send send Will Pfeiffer stuff to make up for this. Not like ripped postal uniforms, but send him good stuff. So there you go. The um, <laughs> I don't always have access to the DCBS site. I'm not always on it. it it's it's bookmarked, but I'm not there every day, so I'm not so concerned. I get the email from Cameron saying that Cameron has sent you a package. Yeah, I love that. And then I usually copy the, the, the tracking number into uh, an app called Deliveries, and then that that lets me know exactly where every package... What, track it? Oh, I track it? And any, any package... Any order, anything that I, I'm getting a tracking number for, whether it's, it's something I purchased or, or, um, yeah, basically anything I purchased, 
anything that sends me a tracking number, whether it's FedEx or UPS or the post office or Amazon, I, I have an app that will just track it for me. Let me know when I'm it's delivered and, and, and well, I only do that with one thing, hardware. Okay. If I'm getting, if I'm getting a new machine or a new monitor or maybe some hard drives or something, then I track it. But for books and, and other stuff, I don't like to track. I like to be surprised. Oh, I don't, I don't, don't want to know what I'm it's usually coming. surprised because I need to find out. I, I brace myself to see what kind of shape it's in when I get here. So that's why I <laughs> hey, like what, to know. What are you drinking, Mr. Price? Uh, I am drinking some vino. It is Redwood Creek Merlot. Yay. Keeping it traditional for this end of the, uh, year episode. I am drinking. I got this from my brother-in-law for Christmas. It's Trogs or Trogs. It's got an umlaut. Oh. In, in in true Motorhead fashion, it's got an umlaut. So I'm thinking it's uh, Trogs, Perpetual IPA, Imperial Pale Ale. Uh, it is amazing, but it's extremely hoppy. Like I can only drink maybe three of them. Uh-huh. Any more? Any more than that? And they start to process out the other end. You know what I'm saying? Because of the hops. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. I, that was TMA for the listeners, but I'm I'm all about Too much this. ass. I'm I'm all about the real. So. I was thinking of you last night during dinner because I actually um, I, I was we were at a um, restaurant called uh, Holy Smokes and it's 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 a barbecue joint. Uh, oh, I like the sound of this. Oh, it's great. I, I ordered. Uh, I got the combo plate that I'm still. It's they give you very generous portions, but it was nice. Um, I brisket it a, and pulled is, pork. Oh, oh, see, you got me on half of that. I'm not a huge fan of the pulled pork. My wife loves it. Well, this is because I didn't feel like messing with 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 the ribs. I just I wanted. Could you swap the pulled pork for chicken? Yes, they actually they have nice. pulled chicken. They have barbecue chicken. They, uh, which is what um, my uh, one of the. Henry, one of the guys we were with, he, uh, it was just three couples and, and he had the, um, he had the brisket and chicken. Our friend Wendy had brisket and chorizo sausage. And, cool. and Renee had, uh, fish and chips because she got me. Yeah. Well, then plus there's plenty of food. So she had actually had some of mine for, for dinner tonight, but, uh, no, you should say no more fish and chips in this house. <laughs> Let's trade. No more I can bring I can bring paper and you can have your fish and chips. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. That'll fly. Stay, stay out of my business. <laughs> Only you have the biggest <laughs> issue with this, but because it, uh, you, she, you, you, you. she's she's taking a little bit of happiness no, away from you. No, you gotta admit, come on, you love the paper. I you, you there's no you cannot front on that. You love the paper. Certain stories, yes, need the paper. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't get an artist edition digitally. You don't that needs oh, paper. Oh, that's you know? right. I just but um and we'll get into an artist edition later. But the uh You got one? No, no, I'm not oh. getting one. Oh, I know what you're doing. So about. anyway, um a lot of the beers that I was is it raining out? A lot of the um a lot of the beer I was looking at on the on their very long beer list uh, was all IPAs or or very hoppy stuff and dark stuff, and I was like, so I was like, all right, I I, I need something light. I, I I I not a light beer. I just want something uh, of the paler side of things, an ale. Right. And then, so she she came back with 
It's very, very tasty. It, it, and I wish I knew the name of it. It's the oldest brewery in Germany. And it was, um, Chiffon was in, was, was in it. And, and it wasn't, it was, it was a draft. So I had the glass. I didn't, I didn't get a bottle. So I don't know what, um, but I, I'm going to look it up and I'll let you know what it is, but I really, really enjoyed that. So if, uh, that, that's a beer I would keep in my house. Nice. Cause I'm not a big you know, beer drinker. There's a couple beers that go really well with barbecue. I'm not a fan of of the Blue Moon because it's a little too sweet for me. Okay. And they put the citrus with it, like they give you a slice of of orange, and it's like. But with barbecue, that goes really well. Because it's like it's summery, yes, you know, and it, and it's good with the with the sauce, blah blah blah. Like I'm not a connoisseur, like with the wine people. Oh, you're eating this, you should drink this wine. Like that's not me. I like the taste of, of Blue Moon with barbecue, even though I'm not a huge fan of the beer. We have thank yous. We do have a few thank yous because it was, uh, it was, it was Christmas since it's yeah. Christmas on Friday. We, we had our episode, uh, before Christmas and on Christmas Eve, Eve. And, uh, of course, then over the weekend stuff arrived and, and now we can thank people. So who do you have to thank? You, you, you lead it because then I'm going to jump in. I, I like to piggyback on this because I, I'm old and I can't remember everything we got. Well, um, one thing we got from, from Todd was, uh, I'm reaching, stretching because I have something else too that I don't think anybody else got, but, um, Todd sent us these, these really cool, um, although I don't know if, if, if Jason cried a little bit when, um, when he realized what they were wrapped with, but, but what Todd does is, and, and this is pretty neat because I, 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 I dig the craft work and things like that. And, and I'm always looking for things to store other things in, but Todd repurposes coffee cans and he, uh, he takes pages from comics and, and, mm-hmm. and wraps it and covers it. Cause it's, it's a hell of a lot looking, it's better looking than, you know, a chock full of nuts or, uh, or, or Folgers. On, on the, on the can. So mine is actually wrapped with cloak and daggers entries from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Nice. You know what I got? What you got? Space Knights. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, the, my brushes are now, well, some of my brushes are now nestled in that can. That's the best. That yep. I love. And yep. the magnets, uh, the magnets I received are, uh, that, Again, with the repurposing, he takes, uh, the bottle caps from, from beer bottles and, uh, puts characters from mm-hmm. the comics and, uh, applies them to the inside of the, of the bottle top and, um, basically glues it over. And so I have Black Panther, I have Miles Morales and the Green Lantern. Nice. Cause it's always, it's always been hell, man. Yeah, mine are upstairs on the table. I didn't bring them down. So I might bring those to work, and and I have a few places I think I can put them. Um, and let's see. So we'll find out what Jason got next week. Um, one of the best things is going to be after this. Onomar on our forum and and on Facebook, and um, dude is dude. He is one of my favorite people I haven't met yet. And that needs to be rectified. I don't know if he can get to Chicago in March. Oh no, he's 
Yeah, I think he's going. I, or then if if not, then his ass better come out to New York in October. Um, but it, it it would be awesome if he can make it, uh, so I can shake his hand, buy him a beer or a whiskey and uh, or some wine because we kind of go. He'll ask if I've tried this. He he likes the Menage a Trois, so we'll um go back and forth on that. But he actually he sent me some paper. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, uh, and, and, and he kinda got in trouble a little bit because she's like, Renee's like, oh, do I know this person on Facebook? I'm like, yeah, I think so. And she's like, and then the next thing I know, I turn around, I, I see, you know, Renee updated her Facebook status and it, and, and, and she's putting my man on blast. And I was like, well, that, that's not, that's not cool, man. So he, he, he sent me some really, he sent me some cool shit, one amazing piece. And then some really, I don't know why, but I dig it. And, and one of those, I don't know why, but I dig it. I have four packs. Me too. Of Yo MTV Raps cards. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they awesome? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't open them yet. I wonder if did they got any gum in it. 1991 and 19, yes, 1990. They're two different packs, two different wrappings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and they are from, Pro set. I'm going to open a pack now while you're talking. I'll tell you who I got. All right. Public Enemy. Oh, no. Yes, right on top. Ooh, MC Hammer right on top. Young MC. Nice. Vanilla nice. Ice. Throw that, sh- throw that shit away. Digital Underground. There we go. Cool Modi. Dr. Dre and Head Lover. What the hell? <laughs> well, it is Yo MTV Rap, so they yeah. should be in. Craig G. Daddy O, drawing a blank now. L.A. Posse, <laughs> Fab Five Freddy. Right, I, see, now, I know. Back. And I got an instant win game card. Yeah, I wonder if we won. Ten cent discount card. The more you collect, the more you save. I can be a, if if you win, you can be a uh, you're eligible for a trip to New York City to watch the taping. You gonna scratch it? No. Okay. Oh well, yeah, let's see. Oh, because you never know. Like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but if where am I scratching? It's uh, open it up. You could be. Oh, you got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. So mine, I have MC Hammer right on top. I've got LL Cool J. I got Public Enemy. Yes. What I needed. Uh, that's card number 65. Young MC, who should be old MC now. Vanilla Ice. (laughs) It's like a, it's like a 20 card set. (laughs) (laughs) EPMD. Renee, I love that. Heavy. Oh, but it's on paper. Heavy. <laughs> Turn the page, man. Turn that paper page. I can't. Heavy D and the boys. That's me. Nice. Tone Loke. He was great in heat. Two Tone Lokes. Wait. Number 82 and 84. Oh, they must be like each. Everybody must have like four cards. Uh, and Dr. Drain Ed Lover to end the set. Wow. I did not win. It says, you missed the groove. <laughs> Make another move. <laughs> So I'll open the other three. I also have this. This was this is the other. That's cool. I'm going to watch this because this looks when when growing up. When I was growing up, and and Tower Records was like, oh, Tower Records is so great, and this, that, and the other. When I in my hood, where in 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 Westchester in Yonkers, right, right by Yonkers and Scarsdale, we had the Wiz. We had nobody beats the Wiz, and and that's where I got my my cheap ass CDs, and and that's where I bought all my music because. The Wiz was incredibly cheap. So we didn't have a Tower Records. That was all other places. Tower Records finally came to Yonkers on Central Avenue. 
And that's when I really became aware of the concept of quantity over quality because they had a shitload of CDs for crazy prices, but they didn't have a lot of unique or the, the, the alternative rock and, and, and the new rock that I was listening to, whether it was like, um, crap, just like Depeche Mode. I, they, they just didn't have a lot of the, the, the more crazy. They had a lot of pop and, and top 40 CDs. So I didn't, I, I hung out at Tower to see some friends, but I never really did a lot of shopping at Tower. He sent me a DVD called Art Gods. Yeah, an oral history of the Tower Records art department, and it's I'm going to enjoy watching this. Yeah, I got that too. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I have the novel sized version of Starhawks Two by Gil Kane and Ron Goulart. Oh man, published by that's Tempo great. Books. Um, most of the Starhawks I've ever read were in the first few pages of Amazing Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, uh, the intergalactic adventure continues as Rex, Chavez, and Alex K, peacekeeping agents of the interplanetary law service, struggle to establish law and order throughout the universe. So thank you for that because it's Gil Kane and that's definitely nothing to, uh, complain about as I hit the base of the mic. And this thing <laughs> was really, really cool. Um, Make that your new fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Obsessed with Star Trek. Test, no. test your knowledge of the Star Trek universe. 2,500 questions for one or two players. You've seen these books before. I have one about Marvel and it's, um, it's basically a little electronic device with four buttons on the bottom. And as you turn the page, you have, you know, numbered questions. It, there's, uh, what did McCoy discover about Apollo? A, he was, a symbiotic host. B, he had a mysterious extra organ in his chest. C, he was a silicone-based life form. Or D, he was a cybernetic organism. And and so basically you just C. answer the questions and I see who wins. But I dig the whole... I, I did not even pull the um, tab out of the battery compartment yet. Oh, so. oh wait, no, here it is. Question 1614. Wait, let me look for that. There are... Uh, um, there was, uh, here we go. In the televised and 2002 DVD release of The Wrath of Khan, a restored line of dialogue indicated that injured engineer Peter Preston was whose nephew? I know this. A. Scotty. B. Savick. C. Kirk. Or D. McCoy. I'm going to guess because I have no idea. Okay. B. Savick? Yeah. I think it's A. Scotty. Well, that would make sense. I just went against the grain, right? I was correct. Nice. I believe that I found that out because, no, don't, no, no more. I'm not reading anymore right now. I will get, go down that rabbit hole later. Um, I think I found that out because it was a Star Trek annual that DC published where it was following the events of the Wrath of Khan and Scotty had to go tell his nephew's mother what had happened. So that's how I, I knew it. It was, uh, but it was in the DVD, the, um, the piece, a resistance that Ono sent us was a, um, this goes back to a live tweet 
that, that he asked ages ago, where he asked each of us, uh, who our favorite universal monsters were. Uh, so he's been meaning to, I guess, get these to us for a while now, cause he's had them for a while and, and they're absolutely fantastic. I, I love this. This, I'm going to take a picture of everybody to see, but I have, um, the Brad Frankenstein and, and she's looking to her right and, and she kind of looks like a, um, it's imagined as, as a, um, Almost like a penguin, but it, it's, the, the colors are fantastic. He painted this. This is, this is gorgeous. It's on, it, it's on a beautiful oval cameo-esque, um, canvas and, and it's got some, uh, it's, I just, I am so infatuated with this. I need to find a place for it because I have to look at it all the time. I absolutely love this thing. Best part of the box. Mine's on my wall already. Where'd you put it? Above my drawing table. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I got, I got the Frankenstein monster appropriately. Aww. Cause that is, that is my favorite universal monster. And I got, um, most of what you got, except for the Star Trek thing and the Gilcane thing. Um, and I, I got something else in my box and I'm, I'm not going to be specific because nobody really needs to know, but I will say that Ono made my entire year. See, With this I'm, and I, I, I normally this is where I would, you know, prod and pull it out of you and be like, oh, it, but. It, it's something I've been looking for for at least three to five years, probably more. I always wanted this, never saw one, um, at least not in a range that I wanted to pay for it. Um, and not only, um, do I now own it, but it was the one missing link in the chain. Like I wanted to get all of the, the original things <laughs> from, from this person. And now this album completes that chunk. I said album. I did. I did. I did. But he sent me a, a vinyl, uh, pressing of the Grand Wazoo, 1972 Frank Zappa. And it's a ama- it's my favorite Frank Zappa album. Always has been. I, n- I never owned it on vinyl. Always wanted to, right? And, you know, he's just like, hey, what was that Zappa album you were looking for? And, and then he just sends it to me and it's for Christmas. And it's like, you made my entire year. It, the, the gate, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's in better condition than I would ever have. It looks like it just like survived the, the decades perfectly. It looks like a, you know, not a brand new album, but it, it, it's been well tended to. Let's just say that it shouldn't look like a brand new album. It's from 1970 freaking two. And it's an amazing, amazing uh, piece of music. And now I have it on vinyl the way it should be listened to. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and it is, that's one hell of a fitting gift. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, the same thing last week with Hassan and, and, and other people. The, the, people care enough to listen and, and make these mental notes about what, like why they do this is beyond me, but they make these mental notes about what really floats our collective boat. And then they, you know, complete the triangle. And it's like, wh- it, I, I'm, it, it's very humbling and, it, and it's flattering. And it's, it just, it, it, it's one of the reasons why that 
I keep doing this, not to get gifts. Right. But, but if there's people out there that actually care, well then it, it just, that's the, 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 the petrol that fills my tank. Absolutely. And it just, it just keeps me going. And, and it's not necessary at all. It's completely not necessary. Uh, and it's, it's wonderful when they do it. And it just, it, it, it like I said, he made my year with this yeah. thing. Well, yeah. If, if you didn't, if you didn't turn 50 and, and your brothers didn't take care no, of you earlier I'm, in the year. No, I'm, I'm I, not, I, I'm, it's, right. It's, you come I'm, on. I'm, I'm busting balls, but it's, you that are is, that's, you know what I you've mean? Had, you've had, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. The, the 2015, while we're on the subject, has been a rough year. You know, it was, it's, it's, it's a very tumultuous year. Uh, um, the status quo, my status quo had completely changed. And, you know, you, at 50 to have your status quo yeah. completely changed, that's not an easy thing to, to parse, you know, just the, 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 it's like, okay, you can do anything you want now, but you can do anything you want now. <laughs> and, and so how do you process that? You know, like, and then there's the age thing. Getting hired at 50 is not as easy as getting hired actually, at 30. You could probably lie because you do not look 50. Oh, thanks. But, you know, birth certificates and the, so, yeah, you know, know. They just, that's, that, an artist, that kind of stuff. And that's the thing. I don't understand why age matters in my avenue of work. Like, who gives a it's shit? All, it, it's I'm, I'm not hauling bricks or, you know, driving, an, uh, I could see, you know, heavy machinery or something, even, even though I'm still in, no, there are so certain jobs I would think you would want the experience of a right, person exactly. if that's the job. Is it's what I'm saying. Right. Somebody out of school is not going to pull, is not going to drag a brush across paper like somebody who's been doing it for as long as they've been in school, x amount of years. Right, longer than they've been born, really. So whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm not getting out of the soapbox, but it's, it's silly. But what? Long story short, David and I and Jason appreciate everything that you guys do and we love you and we just hope you have a, a great year this year. Absolutely. Now I have, we're gonna, I, I have, I have one more actually, one more thing. N- now Vince is going to back up and let David talk. <laughs> um, there was a small box that was on my steps Saturday and on the side of it, it said, um, Merry Christmas from Bean. Bean. Jeff, Douglas, did you get a bird? I did not get a bird. Oh. Surprisingly, Bean. For what, anybody who doesn't follow Jeff on on Facebook, Jeff Douglas is also on the Facebook group page for Eleven O'clock Comics uh, and Eleven O'clock Comics dot com, where the forum is. He um he grabs these uh the, these little wooden birds. Um, I'm guessing they're from the dollar store because he calls them dollar store heroes. Yeah, he says they are, but he had to buy a case of them. Well, I'm sure it, it, whatever. I don't know how often they're in stock. Any case, he he brings the birds home and he he paints them, he sculpts them, he mods them, and and he will make characters. He will just basically turn a bird into Starfire or Mister Monster or or just Cyborg. It doesn't matter. There's Spider Man. There are he's. I adore shit like they, that. I, I think they are the coolest freaking thing in the world, and I I I, I love them. If if he can if if he can find a way to sell these suckers, then I'm all about well, it. We there's a way. Oh yes. It, so didn't just got to worry about quality things. Like in any case, he's he's done some amazing work. So I open up this box, and 
I have a non-bird dollar store hero. What? I have a Labrador hmm? Grendel. Oh, that is cool. And it is, it is a Labrador puppy sitting down fully black with the white on the paws, with the white from the mask. And he added Hunter's staff, the, the, the fork. And it is, and, and he even, and, and, and he applied the ribbon for the back of the mask where, where, where Hunter ties it. It looks, it, it's just, it's very striking. It, it's, it's a very stoic looking animal and it's just, I, I absolutely love it. I, I, Wanted to tell you guys about it first before I, I, I went crazy with pictures on it, but it just looks fantastic. So, so thank you so much for that. I think, I, I think this is only like maybe one of four non birds that, that he's done. Because you are special. Well, thank you. You are. And he knows, cool. he, he knows just which one to do for me. So that was so what that, I'm saying. That was extremely, extremely thoughtful. Like you said, like you've been saying, people listen right. and, and they listen in and, and we, we definitely, definitely appreciate it. And this, you know, it was kind of, um, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to bring us down because of what, what tomorrow yeah. means. So I'm just going to leave that alone and uh, don't even think about it. Come on. We got to talk about comics. So what have, uh, what have you, I, I, I have something I want to talk about and it's not Ash versus Evil Dead. No. Okay. Are you, are I'm you not, current? No, I'm not. Oh, how far are you behind? Um, I saw four. Oh, dude. I know. Oh, oh my God. When, when do I have time to watch TV? But anyway. It's only half hour. Um, our Twitter friend and, and, uh, buddy John Amore, uh, alerted me to this. He's like, I know you jumped off the cross bandwagon, <laughs> but you got to read issue 91. I said, okay. I mean, you don't really need a whole lot of grease to get me to read Crossed, right? So, uh, the average issue of Crossed is pretty damn disturbing, right? I mean, the, the, uh, that's the whole genre of, of, uh, not genre, but it, that's, that's the, the, the methodology. That's what's built into the whole premise of Crossed is the, the, the infected, lose their inhibitions and they do very, very despicable things and they don't care and they kill and they, they do other things. And it's, that's just woven into the fabric of, of this crossed universe. It's, it's, it's the reason for being right. But the disturbing thing about issue 91 is not perpetrated by the crossed. And that's what makes it even worse. Uh, this thing was written by Max Bemis. The art is by Herman Eramus and Mauro Vargas. Uh, Digicore Studios did the color art. This is part one of two. So this is one of the smaller arcs. Usually they go from, they go around five issues, sometimes four, four or five issues is the average because you're always thinking about the trade, right? But this is an anomaly. It's only a two part, uh, cross story. And, uh, the, it's actually like a, a really cheap, uh, Z-grade movie because the sets are very limited. It all happens within the confines of a comic shop. And in the, it's an inventively named comic store because the name of the store is Comic Store. Um, and their stock in trade as is the same with most 
um, comic shops, like they pander to the readers of the big two. The walls are plastered with what you would expect to see in, in a shop, you know, your Marvel posters, your, your DC posters and, uh, fanboy, um, bait, so to speak, right? Um, but they decided, decided to take a chance and bring in a female comic creator for a signing. And her name is, is Leia, but it's spelled L-E-I-G-H-A. Okay. So they, they bring this woman in. Uh, for a signing and she attracts more people than the staff had seen in the shop in a very long time. Um, I guess uh, I, I get the feeling that she was indie of sorts and is branching out into the mainstream because one of the staff said, you know, that issue she did of this wasn't really that bad, you know, and, but the staff are kind of sour on her because of her indie origins um, but still, the proof is in the pudding. She's got a line out the door and down the block. And she's signing stuff. She's, she's a very attractive woman. Um, and, and so this is the cross universe, remember? So their good day is transformed into hell on earth as the contagion erupts right outside the door. You have line waiters horribly mutilated. People start killing each other, slashing throats. Other things happen usually involving genitalia, the, the staff, they shut the door, right? And, and they, they, they get the, the Leia and, and they retreat to the relative state safety of, um, a stock room, right? A year passes. A year. They're holed up in this comic shop for a year, which boggles my mind because they had enough food stocked in a comic shop to last a year. Okay. I'll take that at face value, right? So, the staff spends their time taking turns lamenting the fact that the apocalypse killed their chances of ever knowing how the stories in their favorite comics end. Hell on earth outside the window, right? And you got this guy bitching. Think about it, dudes. We're never going to know, right? And he, he seems to be the one in charge. And here's where it gets really, really um, disturbing and despicable. They also take turns raping Leah, who they have caged in in this dimly lit room. They feed her whenever she, they decide she's earned it. Um, you know, but the boys are bored. Uh, I guess a year surrounded by comics and sex on demand isn't enough for them. So they they force Leah at gunpoint to produce an ongoing comic. That will give them some hope in the face of this horrible tableau unfolding outside their door. And what she comes up with is awesome. The Antichrist. It's, it, it's, it's, it's big too, but it's got an indie edge, just like herself. Um, the Antichrist is a hero who's immune to the bodily fluids of the infected. And this guy like savagely doles out end of the world justice to the infective with, he's got these massive forearm blades, kind of like Faust. Uh-huh. Um, and he just, you know, keeps ripping apart the, the cross and cutting heads off and body parts. But, um, there's a neat twist to it. The, the inverted cross that in, erupts on the face of the infected, that's the only part of the anti-cross body that isn't 
shorn of skin. Like he's it all his skin looks like it's gone. You can see the the musculature and the ripples and like he's he's pinkish red except for the cross on his face, the inverted cross. So he is truly the antichrist, right? Um so needless to say the boys eat it up. But they they need uh no, they demand more. And she keeps the narrative flowing, right? And she keeps drawing comics and she's pleasing them. And because she's pleasing them, they, they award her kitchen and uh, leisure privileges. She plays ping pong and, and the raping stops for a while until she falls behind. Oh, and she be, she becomes late with the comics <laughs> and the boys are not happy. They're not happy at all, right? Um, so even worse, like in the last chapter, she injected a little bit of personal commentary into the story uh the cross the anti-cross kind of berates one of the cross calling him like a limp little dick um you know you have to force a woman to to get what you want like there's not a woman alive that would willingly give it to you and this kind of earns her another degrading demeaning round of forced intercourse at gunpoint um and that's when two new characters enter the stage a pair of men in love and on the run from the cross and you just know this is not going to end well. Like uh, a gay couple seek solace and they, in, and one is a comic reader and they're like, comics, let's stop and, and check it out. You know, um, the, the story bites a little close to the bone. Sounds like it. It's a little too close uh, to the truth for comfort. Um, the, the, some of the, the staff throw, you know, the fag appellation around like, like it's nothing and um obviously they they have no respect for women i mean what do you do when you're in a life and death situation you start raping the only woman around like that's just that's animalistic that's that's feral you know it's it's ridiculous too um, and you know, being crossed, it's not going to end well, right? The, this woman is not going to take, and she shouldn't. She shouldn't take this uh, lightly. She's she's used as a as a cum dumpster. No, and it's a person, right? They have her in like a a dark room, like an animal. What does this say about about you know fandom and and the male readers of comics? Is the, the is this who we are? Is this part of who we are? I don't know. But it's – this is one of the more disturbing cross stories I've ever read. And it doesn't really have a whole lot of – I mean, yeah, there's a requisite amount of bloodshed in it because it's cross. But there's really nothing like – it's not um David Lapham with like nipples and breasts in a bag, a plastic bag, you know, or, or wearing – Part body parts on your genitalia or, you know, stuff like you, what you would usually see in cross. Like usually it's like they go for the, the below the belt gross out and it works to a sense. It's it, every, I mean, it's something to which everyone can relate when, when some guy gets his dick cut off, you, you're going to relate to it because you, it's a fear, right? Yes. Is there a man on earth who doesn't fear having his Johnson cut off? Mm. In some, you know, we all fear it, right? So that's, that's the low road. That's easy. But when you, when you tackle problems like this, like a bunch of guys who use a woman for their pleasure and like have no regard to her feelings or, or the fact that she's a human friggin' being and you're taking something that doesn't belong to you, never did, you know, you, you, they wouldn't have 
had sex with her had they not a gun. I, I, I'm even thinking the gun doesn't have any bullets in it because you never see it fired. But the potential, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Is there a bullet in the chambers or not a bullet in the chamber? You don't know until it's fired. But I mean, it's just, I, I'm reading this. I'm thinking, holy fuck. Like this is you, this is a very good story. I, and, and I don't mean good as in entertaining. Right. Good as in it, it makes you question like, who who we are like if i was in that situation it was a very attractive woman would my would, would i be inclined to just rape her there's the it's it's literally the end of the world outside the window you don't know whether you're going to be alive tomorrow or not so the crossed when they get infected the inhibitions drop and so these humans who are not infected are are reflecting the same kind of symptoms. Like their inhibitions are gone away. Like this man would never think of raping a woman at gunpoint post or pre outbreak, but now he's doing it and doesn't even think twice about it. So, so that, that inclination to, to discard, you know, the, the stop gaps that, that, that prevent us from doing these things are gone in the humans too. It's, it's a very, very good story. Thought provoking as hell. And it's, and it's only two parts. So if you're not a regular cross reader or you've been curious about cross, like this would be a really neat, compact, easy, well, not easy to digest, but easy on the wallet because you only have to buy two issues. Check it out and, and, and know going in that this is not the norm for cross stories like this are they come along every you know maybe 20 issues uh but it 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 bears invest it should be investigated because i think it's a worthy worthy thing to explore i'm still thinking about i haven't drawn a conclusion because i haven't you know i haven't read part two but the premise is is intriguing like um given the chance how would you act how would i act i don't know i i would like to think that i would act um in you know relation with other people as i did before the like why should the outbreak change anything right right yeah um but for a lot of people in this in this comic it does and in if, if that intrigues you check these out because it's very very good max bemis wrote it um, and we've seen Herman Aramus, uh, his art before, Maro v- Vargas, uh, they're, they're natives to the, the Cross franchise, but, um, great, great, great stuff. That's and, and they kind of shoot themselves in the foot. Um, cause this is one of the more artfully done Cross stories in terms of, of, of the narrative, right? And on the front, at least the issue that I got, you have, um, a woman with, a large part of her head blown away and like an eyeball just kind of floating in this gaping hole that was her head. And as she falls from where she was shot, there's a door behind her. The part of the, the, uh, um, inset of the door is blown out and you see the crossbar between, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the vertical and horizontal crossbar of the door. So it forms a cross it's it's a neat cover, but it's and then you see the shadow of the dude with the shotgun that blew her head away. But you know, it's again, it's lowbrow. 
And I don't think the story is. I don't think this is this is one of the more highbrow um, cross stories. Check it out. That sounds cool, though. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, yeah. If you're one of those people that can't manage your emotions and you're easily offended, then don't read this. But uh, more adventurous people, check it out. It's good. It's very good. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well... I lied to you before. I did actually read one thing that came out today. Do tell. I I tell did. me about it. What was that? It was, uh, it is, uh. Deadpool and Cable. No, no, I didn't get that one yet. Dude. I'm sorry. I should have been, they, I should have been reading it. They screwed up on the title. Oh, cause Deadpool's first? It's, cable has to go first. Cause it's alphabetical. Cable, cable, and cable doesn't have a movie coming out. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Uh, I read the third issue, which was good. I don't think it was as good as the first two of Superman, Lois and Clark. That's coming out r- relatively slowly, isn't it? Because uh, I remember you talked about number one like a couple while months back. ago. Yeah, it took me a minute to get to, to finally read number two. So there mm-hmm. was there was a lag between. I believe two was out before. Well, well before I read it. And then, oh, okay. so I, I read two recently. Um, so you're the problem. I'm, I am, I am, I'm the one percent. So you have uh, the, and what's interesting though, and we may get to previews later. Um, in Superman number fifty, which is in this month's previews, which shows us that the new Fifty Two <laughs> Superman is back, as is Bruce Wayne as Batman. Uh, in Superman number fifty. Written by Gene Yang and art by Howard Porter. And your cover is by John Romita Jr. and Klaus Jansen. The New 52 Superman meets the pre-New 52 or R Superman. I'm sorry, this actually says pre-Flashpoint because I guess that's a moment in time. So they have, uh, they'll be meeting. So at least I'll know, I know I'll be reading Superman number 50. Uh, so in Lois and Clark though, we're still so weird. We're still not with uh they're they're still doing their thing. Lois and Clark are doing their thing. We we get a flashback at the beginning of the issue again, uh where a few years ago our Superman uh was facing someone called blank um B A B L A N Q U E. Nice. And uh he um he is he he almost looks like um death riding from east and west east of west it's just all all pale looking all white covered in white dressed in white but he is um he is turns out that um he's he's telepathic and telekinetic and he he destroys towns and and i i guess at some point he may have faced the, the new 52 Superman, because when he, when, 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 when Clark faces blank, he, he picks up on, um, on him and he's asking him, so who are you anyway? His older brother, a cousin. So he knows that there's a connection. There's, they're, they're, they're both from the same stock, more or less. So Clark is going to make sure he cannot kill or maim or hurt anyone ever again uh so it looks like at first he's going to leave them out in space he's going to leave blank in space uh 
but he he couldn't. He says that that's not who I am. I guess after he killed those Kryptonians, he's never going to kill again. So he decides to come back home. Uh, basically, just decides to put Blank in a place where he can never kill again. And that was a few years ago. So now it's a few years later, and um, Clark and Lois are recovering from Lois and and John being run off the road by Intergang. Because if Lois Lane is around, then Intergang is is not far behind. And she's asking him about Excalibur, about the space shuttle that uh, that that was coming back to Earth few in in our first issue and uh I'm sorry, in our in our earlier issue and Henshaw was on the shuttle, but he wasn't changed in any way, shape, or form. So he was still he was basically in a coma. He was unconscious. And um, so Superman is just watching him. Clark is watching him, uh, observing and making sure everything's fine. Clark has kind of given himself a makeshift sanctuary. It's not a fortress of solitude. It's, it's, um, it's well hidden um, behind and underneath some mountains. Uh, it's a pain in the ass to get to. So really only somebody like Superman, just like the giant key, only Superman's gonna be able to move this mountain to 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 get into where he's gotta go. Um and Henshaw comes too, but it's very uh I don't know if I'd say formulaic, but Henshaw comes back to life, but it's not Henshaw. It's actually blank in Henshaw's body. Oh boy. So the guy we were just introduced to five pages earlier is now back in Superman's life. And it doesn't really feel like that much of a threat because there's no connection. There's no attachment to this bad guy. We know he's, he's brutal. He can destroy. He's killed before. He, 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 he is someone serious. We should be scared of. And, and Oh my God, it's a big deal that, that Clark is facing him, but I, I can't feel too emotional over someone who we just met. And um for me, that's really the only downside of the issue. He is able, because he is telepathic, he, he's able to kind of take pieces of like the security codes in, in, in Superman Sanctuary and, and he's able to um access uh like basically the makeshift prison that Clark has set up. And, uh, He's also thinking about a mother and child or a wife and, and child. So, um, something else to threaten Superman with. And then it, by the end of the issue, um, we get some, uh, some more on the intergang issue that, that, that Lois is dealing with. And we see a dominator who I haven't seen since what invasion. Yeah. yeah. So, um, there's, there's that. And, and that's all that the, the last page of all three issues so far is, is leading up to something. So that's, it's kind of like a, uh, an epilogue, but it's still, it, man, Lee Weeks and, and Scott Hanna make a beautiful team. It, it absolutely, the art is fantastic. The coloring is nice, but the art is just, the line work is, is fantastic. Actually, there are, um, it's Scott Hanna, Sergio, Cariello and Lee Weeks are your anchors. So kudos to Lee for actually being quicker than his anchors. Um, although Scott, 
I believe is also doing other things, but, um, it's, it, it's some fantastic looking artwork. I'm still very, very happy with, with Superman Lois and Clark. I mean, this issue, like I said, wasn't as strong as the first two, but, um, you know, like, like you were hoping, I, I would love for this to be the, the bridge that, that brings it all back, but that's just, you know, that's just. Yeah. Don't you think that's a little silly? Like issue 50, Superman, new 52 Superman meets flash, pre-flashpoint Superman. I thought the, the whole instigating factor for new 52 was to dispense with all the continuity. Like let's make these things more accessible for new readers and let's start fresh. And it's, it's new, it's new 52. And then they bring in pre-flashpoint Superman. But it's, it's new. What's the point? Because it's, it's been new for five years now. I mean, everything, I agree. You, you, it's, it, it's like, you know, the whole ultimate universe. Everybody isn't loved. It, isn't, but isn't bringing Flashpoint, pre-Flashpoint Superman into the mix, admitting that, yeah, it never was anything else but the same <laughs> thing. Well, it's only, it's only Clark. It's only Superman. It's, it's not like we're getting the, and, and unless I'm missing something, I don't think we're getting pre-Flashpoint Bat- well, there really isn't a pre-Flashpoint Batman because they said Batman and Green Lantern's histories were kind of carrying over. So, which again maybe also made do, it so damn blurry. Maybe they'll do something like Larson did in Savage Dragon and have, you know, the one hero free all the other trapped heroes like they, they did with the, you know, Daredevil and, and all those public domain characters where they were freed from that, that prison and, and unleashed. Maybe, um, Superman, who was the first, you know, pre-Flashpoint Superman was the first, um, in theory, right? Uh, maybe he'll come along and just find a way to release all the, the, the trapped, um, pre-New 52 versions of all our characters. I don't know. Well, there's also that, uh, that, that hooded or character that was in the first issues of, of the New 52 books that I don't know if they ever did anything with. That everybody right. was like, yeah, oh, that-, that could be in or out. That could be the way it's, you know, it is. That is definitely. <laughs> bring them all they, back to. They put trap doors in all that. Those first issues. Oh man! Even the, we can we can fuck up, and now there's a way that's, out. That's that's true. But it's, yeah, I can't. For years, even if you look at like under new management, I mean, they were saying how Ultimate Universe is going to be always, you know, it it's new reader friendly, and you're always going to be able to jump on. But yeah, when you're looking at like issue 120. Ultimate right. Spider-Man. It's been going on for a while. And for, for, for new management to come in and go, listen, we're going to have them cross over. You're going to have Miles and Peter Parker from the 616 meet. Oh, you always said they were, first of all, dude, the people who always said that they were never going to meet aren't even with the company anymore. So move on. It's, if, if, if there's <laughs> nothing new under the sun and there's still stories to be told, it's okay. That person who said it, they're not going back on their word. Because as long as they were in charge, they weren't going to meet. And they didn't. Now, someone new sitting in the chair, if he says they're going to meet, they're going to meet. You can't, no one can hold you accountable for what dad said. You're, you're right. You're right. I just, I kind of knew, uh, the whole, um, ultimate universe stuff was going south when, when, uh, they introduced Moon Knight into, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. And it's just like, 
There's no ideas, you guys. Moon Knight, really? Brother Voodoo. Yeah, no, it was all Marvel Knights. It was Daredevil, Punisher, Moon Knight. Right. Like, oh, okay, all right. I, I mean, the art was nice. Ultimate but... Daredevil and Electra. Yeah. I was looking at the previews. Were you? I was. What? What is this? Previews three twenty eight, I believe. And um, I know we like to dump on this man uh, for his sequentials, but we always couch those um comments in the fact that he does great covers and and he does do exceptional covers uh i'm speaking of course about alex ross and i'm looking at the cover here for lords of the jungle number one right on the inside cover featuring tarzan and sheena and karina becco is the writer yes awesome if i wasn't gonna buy it before i mean how much do i love tarzan that's true Seriously. And now Tars and and it's it's we know I mean just just by knowing her and and her uh attraction to to the outdoors. She's been to Africa, she loves animals, she's been you know, she's worked at zoos. You know, I if anybody has ever just feels right at home as far as the environment, I I, I think Arena can really do great work with this book. Yeah, oh, well, that goes without saying. It goes without saying, does... but I think there's more. She may have more knowledge about what's going on in this book than aliens. I'm just saying. Right, and and Vampirella. Um, but no, I think this is a spectacular image. I, I love the negative with the leaves coming in at the top. I think his Sheena, who looks a lot like Julie Edge to me from uh, Creatures the World Forgot, Gorgeous Sheena. Tarzan is, that is Tarzan to me. That is Tarzan. He should be bronzed because he swings higher than Sheena <laughs> and he gets more sun. He gets more sun. <laughs> because no, I mentioned but, how pale I mean, she was compared to him, but yes. Well, I think she should. She's fair skinned. She is gorgeous. That's Juliet. It is. It, it's, it, it it's, really it's a is. It's a fetching Juliet. image. I, this, I, I wish this is what, well, not this because Peter would look, Peter already really, already looks ridiculous on those covers of Amazing Spider-Man, but this is the kind of work I wish we were getting on the Amazing Spider-Man covers. Oh, you could feel the heart and soul that went into yes. this image. It, it's, it's a spectacular, fantastic image. Um, and the purple highlight, well, I don't want to say purple, the violet. Look at the violet highlight. Oh, right? from this, on, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. That is an amazing image. And, Good on you, Alex Ross. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sorry because I think your sequentials are a little, they're a little stiff, but not, they're not unattractive. They just, his sequentials really don't do it for me. But this single images, my God, look at that. It's gorgeous. It's a good image. And I'm going to buy it because I love Tarzan. I love Karina. Um, I love the pulp heroes. This is, this is, I, I I'm kind of like trying to pull back from single issues, but I, I have to have this one. Do you see anything in here that really, um, got you going? I didn't, I didn't write down my notes yet. I just, I was flipping through previews. I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing yet. I, I got past the major publishers. Um, there's, uh, I was a little, I guess, surprised to see that, um, Parallax is in Green Lantern number 50 because everything old is new again, but you have, uh, everything's five bucks too. Oh, I didn't even look at all, that. all of them. All the 50 issues are five bucks. Oh, 50. Okay. Well, how many pages are they? Oh, they're more, but still 
if 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 you buy DC Comics, every issue this this month is going to cost you five bucks. No, almost. I mean, that like Teen Titans or or right know, all the, all the fifty all the fifty issues are going to cost you five. Are you five. feeling uh, Superman: The Coming of the Superman? I mean, I know because it's Neil. Am, am I feeling to, it? But yeah. Um, I don't think I want to comment on okay. that. I. No, that's fair. I don't. And I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I, I just... will. I I will comment on it. The I haven't seen any of the interior work. And that, and this isn't the final cover for this. It's not strong. No, it's, no, it it's, isn't. It's not a strong cover for Neil Adams. It's just, you, you know, I don't, what, I don't saying, saying that it's strange is is that's the comment we use with Neil all the time. Like Calabac. Uh, is, is, is chopping at Superman and he's got a kid in his hand with a dog. Like, <laughs> it's just so freaking bizarre. Yes. It, like, he's, he's striking at Superman with great fury, yet the kid doesn't seem to be concerned that a giant has him in a position where he could easily only like break his leg, number one, squish him to jelly, number two, but he's more concerned with the fact that Superman just got chopped. It's it's a strange, strange. I'm, I I I it, it, I love Neil Adams. His his work. I was one of the only voices for Batman Odyssey, in favor of it. Right, yes. at least among people we know. I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> I didn't, I, I just, I didn't, well, not that I, I didn't know what Batman Odyssey was, was for either, but I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's just like, hey, you want Neil Adams to do something? Okay. Yeah. We'll have him just, yeah. He didn't, he didn't like Man of Steel. So maybe, you know, this will be his, his Superman story. I don't know. I, I never really, except for when he fought Muhammad Ali, I never really associated Neil with Superman, except for that cover that was repurposed for for the Whitman grab bags. Now, see, that's nuts that you wouldn't associate Superman with Neil because his Superman covers his Superman covers, but he didn't oh. do a lot of. He was more of a Batman interior artist than he was a Superman interior artist. He's done Superman stories, yeah, and he's done some not, great images. Right, but when but I think of the, Neil Adams, I don't think Superman. Not only great images, he's done some iconic. He has, yes, absolutely. I mean, but yeah. without, and I, you hate me for harping on it, but yes, it, it, even I before, no, it. I know it, that's a hate strong word. It doesn't apply. You, Very know, you, strong. you, you, you cringe whenever I mention how he always has to redo <laughs> fucking faces. And I he's don't the comic know. Book equivalent of George Lucas. I don't know why. Yes, it's true. I don't know why he ever has to manipulate. Any of the faces he's ever done for Superman, his Superman face is just—it's well, not including this upcoming series, but in on those old covers that you just mentioned, that's Superman. I close yeah. my eyes; that's the Superman I see. Even more so than Garcia Lopez, I think, because Garcia Lopez, the Superman, has that slender swimmer's body. He's an acrobat, yes. whereas Neil is the dude. He's got to walk sideways through the door. That's that's right. the larger than life Superman. That I would expect to see. And I, I, and which is where I think Byrne got the inspiration from to some degree. I love Byrne's Superman, but yep. Neil's is the Superman that I see when I close my eyes. I think that's how I'd rank him actually. And well, no, I, let me go back on that a little bit. The absolute best Superman artists for me 
were uh, Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. I know that's strange. Above <laughs> Garcia Lopez, above Neil Adams. Not if we know you, it isn't. No, it's because Andrew and Esposito, or more more to the point, Ross Andrew, is my Spider-Man artist, and he brought the same mojo. He was working um, at Marvel to the DC um, offices, and Superman, the supporting cast, it all had that Spider-Man vibe to me, right? Because it was Esposito. Yep. Like that's all in my head. That doesn't exist in the real world, right? It's it's entirely subjective to me. But Ross Andrew and Esposito, they're my Superman artists. And number two, I would have to go in the order in which you said Neil Adams, Garcia Lopez, and then Byrne. Okay. And the bottom two, depending on my mood, will switch. Like sometimes I think Byrne did a better job at defining Superman than Garcia Lopez. But Garcia Lopez, he was the model maker. He did the model. He did, right. That was he the style guy. That was. Yeah. He established the tone for a lot of heroes. And why? Because the guy is rock solid and very, very good at what he does. I, I don't know. I, but you know, I mean, I, I, I used to think I loved Superman more than the three of us, but you challenge me these days. <laughs> well, I just, I, thanks to things like Lois and Clark, because there's that connection to what we were reading right. back in the eighties and nineties. And, and that's, I appreciate that. I, I think that because even I wasn't really feeling it in after, after final crisis, um, uh, infinite crisis, you know, that, that was when they were right. kind of losing me with the whole, okay, well, is, is this baby from Krypton and, and, and the death of Pac? It's just, there were just something. I mean, I thought the, um, the Atlantis stuff, the, the, the Orion storyline with, um, the, that Busiek wrote that, that Pacheco drew, I thought that was great. Um, not Orion. The Arion. So it was the, um. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. There was, and, and we're, we're with you. It's, it's Ross Andrew. For me, for an older school, old, old schooler, for, for, for somebody from way back when drawing Superman, it's Gil Kane because his world's oh, sure. finest covers and, and, and those action comics issues. And uh, I just, I, this, seeing Superman fly through the air drawn by that you can believe a man can fly. And that's just, right, it, right. it's just fantastic. Just the figure work. I mean, and, and that's where, you know, you don't mind if, if the leg looks behind it over the shoulder and, and it's just, and, and the hand is all the way out in the front. I just, I, I love drawing like Gil Kane and, and, and I just, it, but in any case, one person, and it's this is um, uh, in the zone because you mentioned Invasion. DC is offering the collected edition of Invasion. I just noticed go, that. Go figure. 256 pages for 19.99. But my segue, if there's one artist I never, ever want to see draw Superman again, it's Bart Sears. Really? I do <laughs> not like Bart He's Sears so Superman. I love Bart Sears' work. I thought Eclipse his cross-gen. Yes, his Eclipso stuff was great. His cross-gen stuff. Oh, I love you know, it. I just, I, I love, yeah, I love the detail. Everybody's ripped when Bart True. Sears draw them. Even True. the babies. They babies come out with a six pack. Um, but I don't like his Superman. His Superman looks greasy to it me. It does. It, it's it's straight up bodybuilder with the and and it's not a cleft chin. It's got like it's whole divot in it. it, it yeah, you can you can dip 
um, tortilla chips yeah. in his chin. Like just put some guac or some, some like sauce in there and you can have a good time. But yeah, but it's just a matter of taste. Bart Sears is not bad. His Superman's not bad at all. No. It's just, it's just not my, not my it's Superman. Not and, and yeah. the, uh, along with those other trade paperbacks, the, uh, Mark Miller Grant Morrison Flash is collected. Yeah, that was a good run. I enjoyed that run. I, I always, and, and Wally isn't my Flash and, and I, I think that, cause I'm a Teen Titans kid, so that's, Wally is on the Titans. He's kid flashed to me and I, I absolutely think it's fantastic that he picked up the mantle from his uncle and, and he, his powers weren't killing him anymore. That was great. Tapped into the speed force. I, I always associate Wally's flash with Mark Wade. Of course. I mean, yeah. Mark Wade was on it for years, but, and, and as he said in countless interviews, things were going on in his life that he was able to reflect on the page and, and, and show it in Wally's life. So it was, that's a very personal run when it comes to, um, when it comes to the flash written by Wade. And then you get, then, then, then you bring in the crazy from Miller and Morrison. Yeah. It was kind of strange, but a good, I mean, I'm not comparing it to what came before, but it was different. Yes. And, and, and notably so you needed, like Jason said, the palate cleanser right. after yeah. the after the Wade run yeah. because it wasn't it was like a, a Gerber store. It was entirely personal. Yeah, exactly. And then you had Umberto Ramos. Oh, the impulse stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, it was yes. Flash was Flash was fun. Flash was something to read, and and it was uh, it was it wasn't as heavy as as the other books that they were putting out. I have a confession to make. Yeah, I was looking for something to do a couple weeks ago. It was late. Everybody else was in bed. Oh shit. I fired up the Netflix. Yeah. What the hell am I going to watch? Uh-huh. I watched four episodes of Flash. I love you. It's not as bad as I said I it was. I told you. We all told you it wasn't as bad as you said it was. And I missed, I guess it was the first episode where you see the cage and it's busted open and it says Grodd on it. Like, how the <laughs> fuck did I miss that the first time around? <laughs> I was like, dude, Grodd is in this? What? Yeah. So... I, 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 I like the actor that plays, um, uh, Barry. Uh-huh. I'm not so sure I like Iris. I, she gets on my nerves. Yeah. She, she, um, she, she got on some nerves the last few weeks of, of this current season. They're on hiatus right now. They'll be back next month, but, um, she, she had some ups and downs in the first season, but she was tolerable. I'm not really feeling her all that much currently. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, no, interrupt you. But is this guy the, the, uh, the tech magnate that Harrison um, Wells? Yeah. Is that Professor Zoom? Is he going to turn into Professor Zoom? I'm not telling you anything. I'm getting it's, they're telegraphing it. Yes, they are. And, and when this was happening and people were talking, going ape shit on, on Facebook trying to guess where they were going and whether or not well, once you got past all the assholes who were bitching about Iris being black and you had people trying to oh, fit, she's she's gorgeous she is she's a very attractive woman and yeah and when um I I do like yeah. Caitlin I, I I like Dr. Snow yes yeah. uh, <laughs> and Cisco is great I, I think everybody does oh, a fantastic yeah. job I I even Eddie Thawne who 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 he 
he ends up being a guy who I really, really enjoyed towards the end of the first season. But everybody was trying to guess because at the end of each episode, before, right before it goes to credits, they, they, they do like a little like 30 second add on. And it's those last 30 seconds where you're like, holy, that's when everybody runs to Facebook or Twitter. It's like, did you just see that? And now everybody's trying to guess where the story's going, who they're going to introduce, what this means. Are we going to see reverse flash? Is this person going to show? And it's, it was so much fun. And almost every week there was an oh shit moment because you didn't think that they were going to go in that direction or they were going to take that there or they were going to introduce this character. And because they are not beholden to anything that came before it, they can just go in different directions. And it's all, it's all very smart. You saw the, um, did you see, you saw Gideon? And so did you see the, the, you saw the newspaper? I did. Yeah, with the whole crisis thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's no, it, I, I am so glad. Yeah. You, this is a show I think you would definitely enjoy more than Arrow. Yeah. And no, I got to say the one sequence where Flash meets up with Arrow. Uh-huh. Dude, he looks ridiculous. Arrow looks ridiculous. Come on, you gotta admit the, oh, with the, the costume. The... It's 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 ridiculous. I mean, Flash. I'll take the fact that there's a little bit of gray in that red. That's fine. That's the way you want to go. Great. You don't. You know, you're afraid of red. I get it. <laughs> but the the hood and the like paste on mask on Green Arrow. It <laughs> looks so silly. I'd be like, I can't think seriously. Who, who the hell are you? Seriously. Whatever. Oh, man. I just, I don't, I don't think it looks, there, there's no reality to it. I mean, maybe there's too much reality to it, and that's why it's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's definitely, and which was, which has kind of been my problem with this current season. The Arrow, you start off with, um, with him and, and with the flashbacks to the island in the first season and, and him trying to clean up the streets, but he was, he was a killer. He wasn't, he, he wasn't firing arrows to maim people. If, if you were a drug dealer, if you were a rapist, if you were anything, you know, he was going to kill you. Second season, they bring in Deathstroke. Third season yeah. was, uh, Rachel Ghoul. And now with this fourth season, they're bringing in Damien Dark and, and they're, they're adding a mystical element. And that, I'm, I'm having a hard time with that in Arrow's world because it's like, it's, Arrow is, it, it's, it's like, you know, making the Punisher an angel of death. It's just, there are just some things that don't kind of, it, it's, yes, they can exist in the same world because obviously if Arrow and the Flash are connected and, and there's, you know, dudes with powers on the Flash, it stands to reason that, you know, they would seep in on, on Arrow maybe, but the whole mysticism aspect of it and, and people using powers to bring other people back to life, things like that, 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 that's, that's harder for me to take than, than the outfit that Oliver Queen is wearing. Ah, speaking of mystical, what do you think of, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as, as Dr. Strange? That cover looks amazing. I, yeah, I, 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 they have, I say what you will about any of the movies that we've seen so far and whether, you know, which Iron Man you dislike the most, or or if if uh, the Dark World was the weaker Thor movie, leading up to it, the way everybody looks 
they they've right. pegged perfectly sober, whether it's Ant Man or Drax or anybody. Everybody each each iteration when when Captain America changes between every movie and and they and they fine tune his outfit always looks fantastic. This just looks. I wasn't worried. I didn't know where they were going to go with it. I didn't know if we were going to get like what kind of cape we were going to get. If we were going to get the, the 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 big collar, the high collar. I didn't know if how the tunic was going to look. I think the, the the right amount of like leather they have going on and and the darker colors with it. And because when he when he powers up, that's going to brighten up the screen. And right, right. You don't need him to be so bright in primary colors. But I think with with his hair. And, and the, the Van Dyke he's got going on, I, it just, um, if printing processes were more advanced in the sixties when they started Dr. Strange, I don't think the colors would have, I mean, I'm not talking about limbo and the, and the mystical realms. That's yes, they would be bright, but Dr. Strange himself, I don't think he would be so as bright as he was in the comics. If the printing processes were more advanced, I think they would have went with, you know, darker colors, more subdued grays and, and stuff because Dr. Strange shouldn't be bright. No, because his house isn't. I mean, you go upstairs to the sanctum and it's like, it, it's all in shadows and dark. And, right, yeah. right. And, and he deals in, in the esoteric and the hidden and the, and the submerged. He should not be walking around in bright blue and orange and red, you know, with this gigantic collar. I mean, the design is great. Yes. Ditko did a great job on it, but if you if you tailor the costume to the temperament of the person or the the, the you know the, the the personality of the the person wearing it, Doctor Strange he is flamboyant though, but I don't I think he would be flamboyant but not so brightly colored. Right. The only thing it just throws me that the eye of Agamotto is so low on the new costume, like you expect to see it. You know, way up high, like right there on on the on the the neck. But I mean, I think it's perfect. I, I they that's you said it. That's the one thing that I admire the most about um this these Marvel movies is they nail the characters. Like Captain America is different. The costume's different. It's not you know. It's even different than the Ultimates Captain America. There's a certain spin on yeah. it that they put that works. And I don't know if it's from, I, cause I, I don't remember my initial, um, the first time I saw it, like I don't remember how it impacted me. It may be because we've seen it in various incarnations, so it's, we know it now, so that's why it feels right. But, like, I remember seeing the Spider-Man costume in the movie, that when they, and I was like, I don't like that. You know, and, and With the raised and the X- webs on the, yeah, and, and the X-Men, like, what are you I, doing? I, I, but th- this just feels right. Yeah. Although I gotta say, Colossus in the Deadpool movie and, um, Negasonic Teenage, whatever, Warhead or whatever the hell uh-huh. her name is, they look spot on. Yeah, no, the Deadpool movie looks fantastic. Everything we've yep. seen so far of it makes, I, 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 I want to see it. The, um, maybe there's a trend in the movies to, Hey, let's not disavow what has come before and the the styles that these people who have worked on the character for decades longer than we have. Yeah, maybe they maybe, know. maybe maybe they know. Maybe they got something right. Maybe we should, you know, listen to experience for a change. And I think that's what's happening. I, I think that either that or Marvel's just getting people 
that know that could be. the source material. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The but, the um with me and and I shouldn't I shouldn't make too much fun because Jason isn't here to defend it. But with me, with the X Men movies, it's not so much with the leather and and uh, and the outfits they're wearing. It's it was always the special effects. It's always Cyclops blasting or or Storm flying or just it quotes flying right or even 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 you know, <laughs> Jean, oh Jean's powers acting up. How can you tell? Because her hair is moving. It's just there are just some things that I just can't. I. I I thought the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man with him flying around and and swinging through, I thought that was fantastic. I I, I love the even if it's all CGI and that dude's just same thing with Groot. It's like, but but Groot's got weight there and 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 he looks like he's part of everything else going on. It doesn't look like he's just drawn in and added after. I have a problem with 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 the way with the effects on on all of the X Men movies. I just saw a movie where the CGI was the most seamless I have ever encountered in in a movie. What was they blend they blended CGI with live actors to a degree that I have never ever encountered. Did you see in it in the theater? Movie. No, I bought the Blu-ray. Oh, because it was the cheapness of what? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen that yet. The the apes are absolutely remarkable. You will think that they're real. Awesome, that's great. And I like where they're taking the story too. It was it was speaking of Karina Becko and Gabriel Hardman. Um, yeah, it, it was Dawn was incredible. I di- I didn't think they'd be able to top the original because I thought it was. I mean, we talked about it here. I thought it was great. Uh, the second one goes even further. It's really really good. Huh. Yeah. We uh, ten bucks at uh, Target oh, nice. if you want the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. We um we watched um the hell did we watch? Oh, she she wanted to see Ant Man, so we watched that. I still haven't seen it. Oh, dude, you have to watch. She she I enjoyed know. the hell out of it. No, it was good nice. stuff. You, you you should watch it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get it. it's still a little. I don't want to spend twenty bucks for the Blu-ray. Oh, I but the, the, like the Disney the Marvel movies don't go down. They're still charging like for um Avengers. The the, the it's like. Twenty-two dollars for that? Like what? That's it's what four years old, five years old now. Right? Yeah, no, they tend not because they still have all the special features and everything. They don't like really right. reissue it so that it's just the movie. It's it's yeah. it's the same one that they came out with four years ago. So, um, uh, I'm I'm in the previews and I'm on page one seventy, which is your segue to rant. <laughs> See, I I it's just I'm so Why? tempted. <laughs> Oh, dude, who wants, who the hell wants full-blown, full-size Vince Coletta art in their home? I don't understand that. This is, kudos, kudos for, for, for releasing Jack Kirby's artwork. It's Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition by IDW, and this will include classic complete stories, from Journey to Mysteries, numbers 111, 117, 118, and more, plus a beautiful gallery section. My problem with Kirby's Thor work is that Kirby had an anchor. <laughs> and that anchor is Vince Coletta. And the beautiful work that Kirby put on the pages to show you 
these gods and the world they live in and, and how grand Asgard is was shown to some degree, but a lot of what he penciled was erased. Obliterated? Was obliterated? Was wiped yeah. away. And I, I said, I, I said that this book should come with a bag of Coletta's pencils, er, eraser shavings, because there's no, <laughs> if you want the complete feel, then that's what should, it, it, it should come with a bottle of whiteout and, and, and a big ass Sharpie marker. So this way you can recreate what, what, what Vinny did. It is, there's, you've seen Jack Kirby's art. You've seen it on Avengers. You've seen it on Fantastic Four. If this was a Fantastic Four artist edition where, where you had Senate or is anybody, any of you have Roy or anybody else inking Jack Kirby, I would say you should buy, this should be in your collection. You would be happy to have this artist edition in your home. But, and I get it. It's the closest, unless you're Eric Larson, that most people are going to be able to get to original Jack Kirby artwork. Some bitch. I know. It just, it, it kills me that it's so bittersweet. It's like, hey, it's Jack Kirby and it's Thor, but hey, it's also the finished artwork and that means inks by Vince Coletta. And, and that just makes it look so thin and flat and it, it hurts my heart and eyes and it, it, it pain. And I get, oh, you're going to have the people defending him because it's, hey, he, he had a deadline and they kept going to him because he could get the books out. Because if you're not on the stands, you're not making any money and no one's going to be able to buy your books. I get yeah, it. Yeah, we get he, that. He, he, he did his job. He did his job badly. If I, if I fuck up at my job, I hear about it. So just because you did the job, you don't get an attaboy for that. It, it do a great job and people remember you. And obviously if you do a shitty job, people are definitely going to remember you as well. But I just, it is a slice of history, though. I think if you approach it that way, to say like this is. But you're going to spend is, that much money on a slice of history. Well, yeah, ah. this is this is part of the the Kirby mythology, right? Um, you gotta you gotta factor in the not so great with the you know more often than not the the truly great. It, if it was anybody else. There, there would, there would be, you know, a handful, uh, if, if Coletta inked, say, John Basima this, this badly, or, or, um, Gene Colon, or maybe, you know, Ditko or something like the, the, the original Silver Age dudes and, and the, the second tier. And that, not a, a comment on the quality. I mean, the guys that came after the initial blast. No, I wouldn't get it. But because it's Kirby, and, you know, this is part of the Kirby legacy. He, that, you know, Coletta was a detriment to, to Kirby's vision, and it happened. It, 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 it's, it was a thing, and it should be documented for people to see. But I think, you you know. But you have it so, documented in Essentials, in Marvel Masterworks. You get the actual you comics. No, no, you do, you do. And I, I agree with that. I'm not saying like everybody should run out and get this, but, for archival purposes, to compare this to say the the new gods, do. the new gods right. uh, artist edition, and just look and just compare and say, okay, yeah, you're right. This person, which was I believe Mike Royer, did Mike Royer ink? I believe he did that. Uh, stuff. Yeah, you know, like this person translated the Kirby power 
much more successfully than this Coletta person. And then, so the proof is on the page. I, that's why this needs to exist. It hurts. It's not the best translation of Kirby, but it needs to be out there so people can see. Like, you have your people that, that obviously you said it, that, that back up Vinnie Coletta, you know, all they have to do is look at this, these pages. Just look at these pages. That's all the, the, the proof you need. And then compare them to somebody who did successfully translate. And, and, and this is, this is a, a comment on the quality of Coletta's work. Boom. I, if, if there's just inescapable, I, I would like to know what the ratio is to Coletta and other anchors in this book. If he's just uh-huh. doing a story or two, and there's, you know, like a dozen stories in it, and okay, then you got your comparison right there. You can see what people who right. treat it well, and you can see what Vinny does. The, um, I was thinking there may only be, there may only be one instance where I would allow a artist edition with Coletta's inks in my home. Hmm. What would that be? That would be, and it'll never happen. That would be the Falcon miniseries written by, at the time, Jim Owsley. Okay. Issues. I, I, that series is awesome. It's, it's, it's a four issue miniseries written by, now he's priest, but issues two, three, and four were penciled by Mark Bright. The first mm-hmm. issue, which was either going to be part of a, um, a Marvel fanfare or it, it was, it was a one-off, but they ended up just attaching it. He he turned he rolled it into a miniseries, which is why it was a different our team. But the first issue, and this this is painful. I know I know your attachment to Kirby, and I know how painful Kalitti is will on never, Kirby. There will never be a better artist for comics. The never the 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 person who Coletta mangles on this first issue of the Falcon Limited series. Is fucking Paul Smith. Mm, and that hurts you. Yes. <laughs> because Paul Smith, how, how simple and elegant and clean is Smith's artwork? That's, that's my Cyclops artist. That's the artist who, when I, I was really getting into Uncanny X-Men when he was drawing it. And I was so pissed when issue 175 came around and he did like the first eight pages and then the rest was John Romita Jr. with his new style. And I was just, but, for ha- to, to take Paul Smith and have Vince Coletta ink him, that's just a, little nutty. That's, it's a lot nutty. Yeah. But that'd be the only way that I, if they ever decide, hey, we're going to turn this Falcon miniseries into an artist edition. Smallest artist edition ever because it's only going to be like, you know, 96 pages. But if they were to do that, I may be able to go, all right, then I'll, I'll let, 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 Vince's art in my home, but I don't have to worry about it because that ain't going to happen. So that's, yeah, that, 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 that's my color rant. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see Herbie's art in an artist edition. It's great to see Jack, who it looks like he had a lot of fun drawing Thor and, and, and the world that these gods lived in. Um, so yeah, so it, it's neat and, and I'm, I'm happy for you if you have to have it, if, if, you need to get that Jack Kirby art in your home. And Thor is your 
all-time favorite hero, then uh, then this is the book for you. And and I would love to see someone have it so I can just take a look and at at what uh, the damage Vince did. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I'm of the opinion that badly inked Kirby is is stuff. I know, right? It's it's like what people say about bad sex and 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 bad pizza. True. So. Yeah. The two more things I'm getting from IDW this month, Godzilla at World's End. Yeah, bitches. And uh I thought that the Green Lantern Star Trek Spectrum War thing was a lot of fun. Did you finish so it? Gonna, no, that's why I'm gonna get oh, the collector's okay. edition. And I won't um that was on my uh that was on my list. But yeah, that I was glad I'm glad to see that that's uh that's been collected. I twenty bucks. The 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 ending the last issue, um, it, it, it was a fine finish, uh, but it was very much a, um, it was a, it felt like the same kind of ending that other crossovers have had, whether it's Uncanny X-Men, New Teen Titans or JLA Avengers. But this time, like you kind of know that, Hey, these heroes actually like exist. In, in the same universe, um, that's really the case with um, with the end of the Spectrum War. So, but it still it was it was consistent from start to finish. I think it um, it, it it could have had some some tightening here and there, but overall, like you said, it it was a lot of fun and seeing yeah, seeing yeah. who was getting what ring and 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 how everything was going to work out. It 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 ended and and I mean it, the, the series it wrapped up. Uh, neatly, maybe too neatly in some cases, but I, I thought, uh, I thought everybody did a great job. Yeah. And another thing, Mars Attacks, Occupation, number one. I always order the Mars yes, Attacks. Yes, you do. But did you notice that it's not John McCree, interior art? No. This time around, it's Andy Kuhn. Oh, wow. Yes. You know what? I love John McCree, but Andy Kuhn? All right. Yeah. I'll take that. Yes, go. indeed. The, uh, uh, another five issue miniseries. I was, um, I'm really happy for Bo Smith because his Winona Earp character will be getting a series on sci-fi and IDW is also publishing a new, um, Winona Earp comic. This one is, um, logo sucks. Yeah. It does. It yeah, does. it's kind of, it, it doesn't get, I, I don't get the, the sense it, that it's, it doesn't it does, fit. No, it doesn't do what a logo should do, which is attract your attention. It just kind of blends it's, into, it's, it's little. Yes, it's, it's, it's not successful, but I like the art on the cover. Yeah, the cover's nice. I, I'm, I need to see, um, I, I, I need, well, it's the, um, uh, that's the sub cover. Yeah, I um, I will. I oh, will that sh- is the sub cover. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That by uh, but that's that's pretty strong. I like the belly hanging out there. Yeah, you do. Like so you. I am um, always happy when uh, good things happen to Bo. So yeah, IDW's got a, got a couple things. There was um, nice to see Gem still going, but the where the hell did I go after that? I was flipping through. No, it wasn't Image. Was it? We'll check that Craig Yo. You know how much I love the Craig Yo books, I right? I do love it. 
they went up a buck. Like Haunted Horror used to be three ninety nine for that amount of pages and that quality of paper and the cardstock cover. It was a bargain. Now they're four ninety nine. Like this haunted love thing they got going on, which is um a combination of the two books that they had going on now. Four ninety nine, I'm still gonna pay it. I hope they don't hear me. But um you know, it's it's pushing it a little bit. For reprinted material. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Alex Toth in this one. Whatever. Nice. What are you looking at? Uh there was um well Bitch Planet. Although was Bitch Planet in last month's preview? Because I know that they were on a break. I'm looking at this Kyle Breaker thing, the circuit breaker. Yeah. I, it looks like, um, what the hell was the name of the last? Special Forces. It looks oh. like he's, he's keeping it in that, that zone. I like it. Uh, I like the interior pages better than the cover. I don't, not sure I like the cover very much, but the interior pages are, are, are it, they're loose, yes, they which is, which is what I like with Kyle Baker. Yep. I don't like when he, when he, uh, well, I shouldn't say I don't like. I like his 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 loose stuff more than when he really bears down on it. I'm gonna order that. Yeah, it does look good. It does. What do you now? I'm sorry. What were you looking at? Uh, let's see. Bitch Planet. Yeah, number eight's in here. Yep. And I didn't know if um, did they leave off with six or seven? Because if if it was six, then seven was in last month's previews, and then don't worry about what I was saying. Um. I haven't been paying attention because I've been getting them in, in trade. I stopped with the single issues on Bitch Planet. The discipline looks interesting because I like uh, Leandro's art. Kind of- Deadly Class is on issue 20. Yeah. Wow. Um, let's see. Two issues of Four Eyes this that month. Four Eyes, Hearts of Fire 2 and 3. Yeah. Wow. I think the first issue comes out next week. Um, looks like Dr. Hugo Strange stops by Huck. <laughs> uh, see, there wasn't a whole lot. Oh, wow. Low 13. Number 13. Yeah. Are you reading that in singles or, tra- or trade? Traits. Everything's traits except for Pencilhead, um, Island. All right. And, uh, Spawn and Savage Dragon. I get those in singles. So I was up to 35. I got ringside number two today. I didn't get to read that yet. I like how, um, image is letting you know that if, if the storyline ends or if the new story arc is beginning. Yeah, that's good. And Starve is coming back. Uh, there wasn't much that jumped out of me, although Greg Henkel's drawing a new book, uh, or, I'm sorry, a, a graphic novel, The Rattler. With the story mm-hmm. by Jason McNamara, so I may be interested in seeing what that's about. The beauty gets their trade, so does Black Magic. I flipped through the first issue of Codename Babushka. I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, uh, based on that cover, I wouldn't. I wouldn't order it. The cover is a painterly version of the interiors from the first issue that I remember, but it 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 just so it's it's that similar kind of style. But I just I don't know what it was. I. I Try giving it a shot. I just, there, yeah, there are certain styles that I just that just don't attract me. Like, look at the facing page with uh, Rich Tomaso's Dark Corridor. Yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah, but then the Babushka, it just looks too. I don't know. 
it's 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 loose but it's it's i can't put my finger on it it's just something that just re- i'll use the right word it repels me it it does not attract that, that i don't works. i don't know yeah Lot again, of not not saying it's bad. No, it's I just know. That, like Paper Girls, Tokyo Ghost, order, order. You know, yeah. uh, I hate Fairyland. Come on, seriously. Like I'm not gonna order. You're double that. dipping on that, dude. Come on. Like he yes. needs the money. I have to. It's Scotty. It's a book. Book that I could take the first six issues and read all in one shot and 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 put it under my pillow and hope some of that mojo seeps into my brain. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm getting it. Yep. And it's only ten bucks, which means it's gonna cost us like five and change. Maybe if if Renee does read the issues by the time well maybe yeah, if she reads it and she thinks my nieces would dig it, then we'll get the trade. How old are your nieces? They're the oldest one is old enough to handle it, I think. Yeah. Um Oh, Neil, what are you doing? Oh, the, the the action lab cover? The fucking dog cover. Yeah. Jesus. That's what I was waiting to get to after we were talking about the Superman Because uh, this... Well, it looks like he's running in a lake of sperm, doesn't it? Like, water doesn't do that. But he's got a jetpack. Maybe it's it's getting stuff from the... Yeah, okay. He's coming out, he's coming out just, to land. I'm just... I'm trying it's, to... just, it's just bad. I like the Marcus Williams variant. I like the regular cover. I really want to try Zombie Tramp and Vamp Blade. I know it's below the belt. I don't give a shit. Those every time I go through the previews, I see uh, Vamp Blade and the Zombie Tramp. I want to order them, but wow, Zombie, Zombie Tramp up to twenty one. Wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's seven trades of that. I should have got on that vamp blade when it first started. Jesus. But I, I guess it's tied to Zombie Tramp in some way. Like the, the maybe Vamp Blade came from Zombie Tramp or something. I don't know. But that those are the kind of books I like to read when I really don't want to think. Right. I, I just want to have a good time. And I and and I think that's awesome that Action Lab will have that kind of all ages. Or towards kid fair, and then they have your, hey, here's a uncensored cover for Vamp Blade, and, and yeah. they just they're going to cover it all. Well, yeah. Uh, what the hell else? Well, did you see? Um, see that this this bugged me a little bit because I get what they're saying, where it's Brian Azzarello's return to monthly comics with Monster American Monster by Aftershock. Yeah, what is in? Dark Knight 3 kind of monthly. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I know it's a limited series and this isn't, but it's, it's like, you know, it's not like Brian Azzarello hasn't been, he's, he did Wonder Woman and now he's doing DK3 and it's, it's, it's not like he went away for years. You're right. I mean, it's just, it's semantics, but I, I get what, and yes, if it's, and good for Aftershock because Azzarello isn't really anything to laugh about. No. He's no slouch. That's, that's, that's I, good on that. I tell you this, uh, David Hine, Alberto Ponticelli book, Second Sight. Yep. That, that has my attention. I saw preview pages from issue, I think it was either one or maybe even two that's, uh, solicited here, but I am on this when they collect it because I liked what I saw. It's, he's like a, um, how did they describe it? 
um, like a, a psychic detective type thing, and there's there's um, psychedelic. Like, look at just look at that cover. It looks yeah. very psych- psychedelic. So I, I'm on that. I love Ponticelli's work. DMZ. Oh yeah, I never read it. Yeah, you never read DMZ. Never read DMZ. Wow. I know. Who are you? <sighs> Same guy I've always been. <laughs> And then we have the gold digger from Antarctica yeah, yeah, yeah. that is all, always fantastic, but impenetrable to new, to new, new readers. The very thing that makes the book special is the thing that pushes new readers away from it. It's, it's, it's a catch 22. Uh, Fred Perry's got a great thing going, but if you weren't, if you haven't spent a significant amount of time in the series, new issues will be completely incomprehensible to you. Damn. I love it. I absolutely, it's like one of the first books I read every month, but to try and talk about it here, I'd lose Jason in about 3.5 seconds. That's true. I would. And then you would be, you would be very respectful, but you'd be like, <laughs> why the hell are you reading this? Like with, uh, Future's End. So we have, um, <laughs> although I, I, I dig that Batmanian t-shirt on the next page after Gold Digger. That's the thing about Antarctic. They're, Almost, with the exception of Fred Perry and, well, Ben Dunn does it a lot too. They're entirely reactionary. If something hits, there will be a parody of it. Okay. Or, or like, like Steam Wars, it's, it's, um, uh, Steampunk Star Wars. Oh. And, and they always have a shirt every month that takes something that's very popular, like the, the Minions or Batman or Star Wars or, you know, and they'll do like a, clever in quotes spin on it to avoid copyright infringement and that's how they make a good deal of their their revenue like they're very reactionary gold diggers not gold diggers its own little thing but i guess you could say gold digger is reactionary because it's basically tomb raider meets manga meets transformers meets like like there's all this fan stuff that Fred Perry loves and he brings to Gold Digger like every month, but it's a mishmash. That's why it's so impenetrable. It it, <laughs> it kind of bothers me. It sounds like it. I cause I can't I can't extol the virtues of of Gold Digger without going into the history of the book. Like I could be here for an hour and you'd be like, I still don't get this thing. Is she is it her sister's a what? Uh like it's it's I just it frustrates me. I can just, I can just imagine how Fred Perry feels because it's a great series. It's just that you can't introduce it to, he tried. He's giving, he's literally giving away the first 199 issues. If you go to the Antarctic website, you can read the first 199 issues for free. Wow. Yeah. And that still didn't, didn't work. Damn. So yeah, it's, he's been doing it for 30, I think 30 years. Nuts. But anyway, let's move on. I really like the, uh, that Veronica Fish cover on Archie. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. Cause you just see the action I, in Mr. Lodge. Veronica looks a little, I'm, I don't know if I should say this. She looks a little Asian in that image. She does, but, but, it, that's but also, but, but take, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Take a look at the, um, really, at the, the, the Marguerite cover on the same page. Kind of has an Asian feel to it there too. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit Jewish too. Well. Yeah. That's right. That, that, that's okay. 
That's a great cover. Uh, Mr. Lodge's face is the best. Yes, part. it is. Yeah. Um, and now we're into the part. Oh, wait, yeah, what is great. with the? Oh, these are Providence weird pulp covers. Where? In the Avatar page, two ninety five. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not getting those, but they're nice. They nice. Like I'm not going to order books I already got just to get a different cover. That's are they? Are, are they delayed or are they taking a break? They they do that between like they'll solicit maybe three issues of Providence and they take a a month off. Okay, so and five was the last one though. That was great. No, no, there's no, six. No. Um, I believe so. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, I I can check my stack here because that's one book I do get in single issues. But well, what, what what's uh, up with Doctor Strange though? This has been two issues, right? That seems like it's taking forever. Only two issues of Doctor Strange? I, I was, think. Huh. I'll check that too when we're done. Wow. I may be wrong because I, I don't, I'm, I don't get. My boy went crazy. Um, he was looking through the previews and he, like, he has no concern for comics. He just likes looking for the things he likes. Mm-hmm. He, he saw this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from <laughs> Boom. He shit a brick. He's like, Dad, you gotta get this for me. I want it. I, I don't care. Just get it. And I said, Well, well, what cover do you want? Oh, I want all. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, so literally yeah, the, the Dustin Wen covers. Awesome. I mean, they're, they're all very nice. I like nice. the Campbell cover. So yeah. The, Jamal did a great job on that. Yeah. The Gwen cover is nice. And even the Kevin Watt is nice. It's just that I'm time. getting the Paul Pope cover if I can. If you can. Paul Pope drawing a Megazord. <laughs> Seriously, that's like a Christmas present. Of course right it there. is. Woot. And and kudos to uh, uh, Trakhanov for a new, another new series. I saw his progress um, pics on the Facebook for this series. He's putting a lot of that. Well, look at the pages. Yeah, Trakhanov is amazing. It's true. Damn. Yeah, we are at the two hours and ten mark. So. Um, we should start bringing this home pretty soon. Okay. It's up to, up to you. Up to you. I'm just saying we don't want to go three hours like last week. No. Well, let, last week was number 400. Right, 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 right. But let's just pick one more thing. Go through the previews. and You pick one thing, and I'll pick oh, one. Oh, damn. Yeah. But I didn't get this far. Oh, well, you got to pick the new Vampirella. <laughs> yeah, pick it out of my ass. <laughs> that costume. <laughs> That guy's DAT. That costume, though. All right, Nicola Scott. It, it, all right, if it was, if it was for a, a, a another character, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty. That's a nice costume. I like it. It's very tastefully done. We're talking about Vampirella. No, no. Taste does not factor into it. The cleavage and the TNA. You can't get away from it. That's who the character is. Like Red Sonia, you're gonna put Red Sonia in, and and I know I sound okay. I sound like the guys in the Crossed magazine, right? I'm 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 sinking to that level. But Deja Thoris, Vampirella, and Red Sonia, you don't mess with those costumes. You don't. I mean, Deja Thoris was nude for the most part in the in the Mars novels. So, putting clothes on her. You're getting away from the source. Like Vampirella, she, she was a character designed to appease pubescent males. You're not going to extract some kind of nugget of, you know, 
femininity or whatever from this character by putting her in a costume that covers her up. It's that's not what the character was designed to do. Admit admit what the character was designed to do. Put, grab it and give it a big old bear hug and and respect it. There are some things that are designed to appease less purient tastes. Okay? Admit it. Red Sonia, that was designed so little boys and teenagers could look at this and say, that is a, well, I'm paraphrasing nicely. That is a cute woman. I like this book because I can almost see a booby. Yeah. Seriously, no, why would you, you know, don't distance yourself from that. That's who these characters are. D- D- Vampirella, the worst of the three in terms of that. She was designed, Jim Warren and Forrest J. Ackerman and Tom Sutton designed that character so boys can get an almost glimpse of a boob and see a hot ass in a comic strip. That's why she was created. And is it something that our culture will respect these days? Maybe not. But then, you know what? There's some of us who do, who were there when the, when the, that character was first designed and you can put clothes you you can put lipstick on a pig right yeah. it's still a pig so if you're going to put clothes on vampirella yeah maybe it's still vampirella but not to me i got to see cleavage call me um you know uh misogynistic whatever i don't care i got to see the cleavage and the long legs and the leather boots well, with vampirella won't you see that in the jose gonzalez art edition I have all those issues. I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> Don't you have all those Journey to the Mystery issues? Yes, I do. But you're going to buy the... But they, they're not in black and white with the oh, original Lord. art. And and the, the like, they twist the knife with the Vampirella retail shared exclusive variant edition, putting her in the famous Vampirella pose with that new costume. Yeah, I know. Like, what are you doing? Don't, don't try and hide from it. I should have waited. Giselle should have drew that version for you. And these, these things are written by women, which is is a good thing. You 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 can like, what's so bad about being sexy? If you can, if you can be a respectable character, like she's not going around sleeping with everybody. She just like showing off her great body. You got a great body, show it off. Whatever. I know I'm digging a hole for myself. I can feel the dirt covering my head right now, but I'm just saying. Don't be ashamed of your roots. I know. Whatever. I'm glad to see Badger coming back. And look at those Jose Gonzalez pages. I know. They are are astounding. They are are astounding. Oh, I thought you meant this is a Jose Gonzalez artist edition. That's what they call it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No. I'm considering this. It's a hundred and a quarter. No, it's actually a hundred and fifty. Depending on the discount. I'll check it out. I have two Gonzalez pages. I don't. From, not from Vampirella though. Oh. Yeah. Includes the so. following stories in their completion. Wow, that's a lot of stories. Well, how long are stories? Like four, five, six pages? Like eight, eight to ten okay. pages. That's not yeah, bad. She, she was always the, well, more often than not, she was the lead in to her own magazine right. and then they would, would go. Yeah. And, and what's wrong with that? That is gorgeous drawing. It is. Gorgeous. She used to use a lot of spirit gum because I can't see boobies not falling out of that. I know. Well, Chanelian though, ain't she? And she got bit by the tainted asp. That's what that scar is on her boob. She got bit by a snake in Egypt. Poor girl. Yeah, it works. I even like the the 
uh, Castro cover for um, Lords of the Jungle number one. That's pretty sweet. That's nah, not Alex Ross sweet, but it's it's pretty damn sweet. I think we picked more than one. Yeah, I think I I, I think we can uh... we can wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. All right. If you enjoyed this special uh, look at the previews and there were things about which we talked that you maybe want to order, there's only one place to get them, people. And, you know, I'm not tired of saying it. That's pretty special. I don't get tired of, of preaching the virtues of DCBService.com because they are the best. You'll be able to get all these things we talked about for a fraction of their retail price. Um Sometimes they even go up to 75% off, as you saw um, last time with that uh, that Vertigo series that, that we talked about. Uh, Dark and Bloody, 75% off. It That's that's like everyday things at DCBService.com. You will get massive discounts on your favorite stuff. Ease of ordering. Click, 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 click. Boom, swipe, you're done. Delivered right to your door. You determine the frequency. What more do you people want? It's true. I don't know. I don't know. You want candy in the box? I'm sure maybe they'll come up with something. But other than that, you don't get the candy. You get everything else. DCBService.com. They're the absolute best. Um, I bought this today at the local comic shop because it was uh, solicited during a period when I was trying to cut back. And it's a $30 hardcover. So you kind of have to avoid these things when you're trying to cut back. It's from Fanagraphics. One of my all-time favorite artists, joined by his son and um, others, it is called The Book of Me by Cheech Wizard. And uh, it's not by Cheech Wizard. It's, it's Vaughn Bodie, his son Mark, and there are there are other artists in here that um, add to the Bodie mythology. But in in, a, in an essence, it's pre-production drawings that Von Bodie did for Cheech Wizard and his other uh, characters. Mark, uh, his son, who draws in a style very similar to that of his father. Why wouldn't, why would you? You know, why wouldn't you draw like your daddy? If your daddy drew like Von Bodie, yeah, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. This is in color um, and black and white. It's a hardcover. It's amazing. It's Von Bodie, do I have to say? This man was hugely influential. I mean, I would love to write a book on Bodie and just try and do some kind of research to see how many artists Bodie touched. And not, I'm not just talking comics. Like Bodie had a huge influence in underground comics, but in other artistic uh, endeavors too, like the 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 bombers, the the, the graffiti artists massively indebted to to Bodhi. Um and and on and on and on. This is an amazing book. Um there's a ton of artists in the back that contribute to this too. Uh you should get this because this is what like Mobius and Kirby, Bodhi was one of those um very, very unique voices, uh visual voices and you, you don't see level uh, like this come along very often, and unfortunately, he died very young. So, um, if if you're if you're not uh, an aficionado of of Bodie, you will be after you 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 go through this book. And if you are, it's a no brainer. 
you got to have this. It's a beautiful hardcover with a dust jacket. You can throw that away. Um, it's like I said, it's, it's a oversized 30 bucks. Well worth it. And, and I got a discount on it, which made it even better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same that I would have gotten from DCBService.com, which is nuts. Maybe I caught the, the, the owner in a good day. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad that he did. He's a good man. Com- Comics on the Green in Scranton. If you're in Scranton, stop at Comics on the Green. After you stop by Vince's. The, uh. Yeah, I'll make you, I'll give you candy and cookies. Oh, I'm on my way. Well. The, um, the new Archer and Armstrong looks pretty good. Goes without saying, dude, right? But I really like the art for some reason. It's like, it's, because it, it, it's not like any of the Archer and Armstrong art we've seen so far. But the, uh, the La Fuente stuff is, uh, I'm, I'm really digging it. Um, about Divinity 2. Yeah. I didn't get there yet. There's Eternal Warrior. There's Bloodshot Reborn. There's Faith. Ninjak XO. Oh, Dr. Mirage is coming back. That's right. Book of Death. I do not see. Oh, I didn't see Divinity number two. The Divinity two. Online. The Go to Bleeding Cool. They got pictures. Dude, it. I know. This book, I don't, it don't count. You know what pisses me off? I, I mean, I know he's going to be joining us fairly soon, but Bleeding Cool, every single story you click on has a pop-up video. Like, I want to punch him in the face. Oh, they got to make money. And, but it's the same damn video. Every time you click on something, this stupid video comes up. Uh, you gotta click it off. Like I know, first world problems, right? But. No, it's, it's, you're right. It, it, it's annoying as hell. I don't, I don't need shit. To, it's, it's 2016 and, and I don't need, I don't need videos to auto load or play or just, just start muted. If you need to play, be I off to the side are, and be mute. Yes. But I think we are at the level of technology that there should be some kind of subroutine Built into that page that notices that you clicked off on that video. You didn't watch the whole thing. You let it load. You clicked off on it. Subsequent instances of that video should know that you didn't want to see that. So don't load it. Maybe load a different one. Maybe load nothing. But I don't want to see that same damn video every time I open a page. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I do, I don't have it enabled on every site, but there are some sites where I do have an ad blocker just because, listen, you've, you've pissed me off plenty of times. So now. Yeah. Well, they're all doing it now. Newsarama does it. Well, I don't go to there. And I, I, but you know, I don't, I, I said, the bad one. I, I, I frequent bleeding cool occasionally. I don't, I, it's in my RSS reader. So if there's a headline there that catches my eye, I'll go from feedly to it. But other than that, I don't, cause I don't like, I don't, it, it's not so much spoilers. It's just that there's there's plenty of negativity in in my life, and I I, I enjoy Rich's writing when he was writing Lying in the Gutters, or he was uh, yeah he was, yeah he was doing the stuff for Silver Bullet Comics. You know his 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 columns I enjoy, but when 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 other people are doing writing and or writing for the site, it's mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not I'm not feeling that. I I'll be honest. Some of the female persuasion really need an editor. Hang it. Or, or a proofreader. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, big time. But I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm one of the, I don't know if I'm one of the few, but I, I like Rich. I'm a fan. I, I, oh, I, I believe yeah. he provides a service because there have been plenty of times, you know, you may, you got no one to blame if you, if you click a link and, and oh man, that, that, that issue of Avengers was spoiled for me. Who the hell told you to go to the site? But if for everybody who bitches about that, 
he's also helped others by right. by bringing to light you know dudes who 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 steal artwork or he picks up he lifts up the rocks right exactly to show all that all that that disgusting vermin that's that's uh you know, making a living in the shadows. Padley, Micah Wright. You know, I mean, these are just these are names that you know people just let get away with shit before. So I, I, I think that you know, there's just it. You know, Devil's Advocate. Yes, he has built a career on this kind of stuff, and, but good for him if he was smart enough to see there was a need for it and provide a service. Then hey, who the hell? And are you're we not to right, and it's not he's not in your face. You have to go to him. Right. To see it. He's not coming banging on your door going, yo, I got to tell you what's going on in this issue Spider-Man. No. He, he, Joe, it's... I don't even think he... Does he do Facebook? Yes. Oh, he does? I believe he's on Facebook. Oh, I got to friend him. Um, but uh, in your travels, uh, yeah. this is a book from Vertigo, and it feels like a book from Vertigo. Like, I'm not... It's just... It, it reminds me of of those days... When the British invasion was happening and, and it, it's just, it feels like a no idea. book. No idea how good we had it back that's then. That's true. Uh, but that's not to say, you know, Sheriff or, or Slash and Burner, these other books don't, uh, Art Ops and, and the Twilight Children, those don't feel like the Vertigo books that I read over a decade ago. They are Vertigo books, but they, it, it's, there's a feel you get if you've been reading vertical books for a long time. So in any event, this is written by Eric Kripke, who was, is the creator of Supernatural, a show I do not watch. And it is drawn. It's, well, <laughs> see, because if, if anybody would be like, who the hell is Eric Kripke? I, and you know, if you asked yeah. me what else has he written, I'd tell you he's the creator of Supernatural. I saw, I saw one episode. I've, was, I've seen, I, I've seen bits and pieces. Of bits and pieces. I, I haven't watched a full episode. Yeah. I, I, I get its following. I think it's, it's cool eight, that it's eight seasons, but right? I think it, it was supposed to like end at like five or six. It was, it was, it was going on when Smallville was on. Wow. So it's like, it's, it's, I don't think it was supposed to keep going, but, but apparently it, it still is. And, and I think, you know, it's, I appreciate it. I, I, th- I know it's got its fans and that's cool. And I, I think it's a great idea and I, I, I get the whole vibe of it with the brothers and, and it's, it's a cool show. It's just not something I've ever invested any time in. So I, I'm not going to say boo about it. I just know that it's, it follows Arrow every week. So, uh, art by John Higgins, who if, um, you're a, uh, if you've read anything done by the Brits, then, uh, that name might be familiar, but this is a book called Jacked. It's a, uh, it's, 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 it's a miniseries. Um, if Jason was here, I'd say it's not a book about Doug Monkey, but it is a, (laughs) (laughs) it never gets old. It doesn't. This is, uh, (laughs) this is correct. I, I, I just decided to, uh, fuck it. I'm, I'm going out on a limb with this. This is about a guy, Josh. It's, I'm going to say Jaffe, like, Al Jaffe, but it's J-A-F-F-E, so it could be Heffy. I don't know. It's it, his name is Josh. He's a normal dude. He's getting. I open. say Jaffe too, and people call it. People well, say I, it's Jaffe. I who knows? In, in my mind, I've always kind of thought it was Jaffe, just because that's the way yeah. it looks. But if it's Jaffe, then fine. Whatever. So, Josh, um, he's probably, I'd say he's in his mid forties. He's, he's, he's definitely, I think, beyond 30. So yeah, so we'll say, uh, mid, mid, mid 40s-ish. Um, balding, 
got his little bit of a pot belly because he likes his beer. His 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 knees are bothering him. His his uh, he, he lets it be known that you know his his urine stream isn't all that strong. He's just he's I'm feeling it exactly. You know he's he's the dude <laughs> that if if you are an older guy, this is it, it's it's like looking in the mirror. This this is how you feel in the morning. My feet hurt and 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 oh my god and. I last maybe, you know, 12 seconds in bed with my woman and, and he's just, he's, he's married, has a son. He, uh, he's looking for work. He, he, he's going on countless interviews. Um, his wife does makeup work for a reality, um, superhero show. It, mm. It's just, you know, dudes who come to work, actors who, who dress up as, as superheroes and monsters and shit and they're basically just like trying to do a, uh, a television show about it. So, um, that she may not be a reality show, but anyway, she, she does makeup work and, 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 you know, so she's dealing with these guys who are like, you know, cut and buff and work out and, and look good. And, and so he's feeling a little insecure, but he also wants to be able to provide for his family. He really can't. So he, um, he's got neighbors who are assholes. Their dog is always outside barking. Um, he's just, he, he's, he's feeling kind of low and, he uh he goes to visit his brother who's a dentist he's getting some dental work done and his brother's like listen man you know you just i, I don't like seeing you in this funk you're my big brother I, I i want i want better things for you so here try some of these pills and he's like i'm not taking any like you know your non busted ass pharmaceuticals who don't know what the hell they're going to do to me and for me and he's like so the brother's like listen you know these are just these are not on the market yet they're still you know trial run and and you know but i just i think you'll feel better his brother's not feeling it, so he he looks up some shit online, and it's something called Jack. So he's like, like it buys a bottle, it shows up, takes the pill, nothing really happens until it hits him where it's like sugar cookies to the nth degree, and he is just tripping. Funky colors, toaster ovens coming to life. It's just he's he's enjoying everything. Goes to pick up his son from school, car accident. Is in front of him. He runs out, gets the, um, breaks the door off the guy's car, pulls the guy out of the fire. Um, everybody around him is like, yo, that was adrenaline, this, that, and the other. His son knows something's up though. So now my man's kind of hooked because his son looks at him in a new light. Uh, that night he goes the distance with his wife, pisses like a racehorse all of a sudden, doesn't feel as sore. Feeling pretty good, but he, um, he goes next door because the dog is out all night again, still barking. So he goes next door and he's like, listen, you know, he's going to tell him your dog has got to come inside, but he hears some screaming inside, breaks the door down, runs through the living room. There's a whole big table full of Coke and, and not the soda. He still hears the screams upstairs, runs upstairs it's his neighbor and he's standing over his wife and, and he's been beating the shit out of her. So the husband yells at Josh, Josh grabs him, throws him down the stairs, ends up breaking the guy's neck. The wife says, listen, just get out of here, get out of here, go home. We'll, 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 uh, I'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. So husband isn't dead. He's basically in a coma in the hospital. The, the dealer, the, the, the dealer shows up at the hospital the guy whose coke it actually is turns out that it's her brother-in-law. So he's like, what happened to my coke? What's going on? Why is my brother in the hospital? 
she's like, you can talk to him about it. I don't know what the hell's going on with your coke. Everything was there, this, that, and the other. And, 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 and this dude's like, well, we'll see what happens when, uh, when he wakes up, won't we? We'll see if his story matches yours. So she's telling Josh, listen, I, I uh, thank you for saving my life. I think you're a great guy, but if my husband comes out of this coma, we're in trouble and I don't know what the hell we're going to do. So Josh is kind of hooked on this drug. It's, you know, she's like, listen, if you're going to run into people's houses and save people's lives, maybe you should wear a fucking mask because my husband saw you and, you know, and so I'm waiting for the third issue now. I got to see where this is going. Josh is hooked on this drug. He's, 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 he's trying to make shit right. He's working things out. You know, I mean, things are good at home again. Son's looking up to him because they were at the batting cage and his son, his son was like, uh, trying to get dad to hit the ball. Dad was whiffing, but there's this dude like, Hey, you want me to show your kid how to hit a ball? And the guy's like, no, no, I got this. Josh is like, you know, back off. I, I, I got this. But to show you Josh's references, he's calling this guy like this Ted, Ted McGinley looking motherfucker. Take your happy days ass back. And I'm like, dude, how, how old are you where your references for fucking the Ted last McGinley. season of happy days? So it's just, it's, I think it's pretty well written. It's the art is fantastic. It definitely has that old school vertigo vibe to it. It's, it's, it's a trivia book. I love the hell out of it. It's, it's. It sounds two good. issues so far, man. I, I don't know if it's a four or five or six issue miniseries, but I, I'm digging it a lot. Cool. I like the way it sounds. I'll probably, well, I'm going to grab all those, the new series in trade when they, when they cool. decide yeah. to release. Yeah. This one sounds really, it's fun. Alley. Yeah. I, I can relate. So I'm going to say, saying, yeah. I mean, he's like, I'm like, wow, I feel like that getting up too, but it's, it's just, it, I didn't, I, I, I kind of summed things up, but I think I left. Some things for you, so I, I I think you'll dig it. Cool, cool. All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna appeal to our listeners because uh, the listeners have the same taste that we do. A lot of them buy buy collectibles, right? You do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am so sick of getting the Kiefer Sutherland eaten rice with chopsticks, the Funko vinyl pop figure from. I'm so I have like four of them. I don't need another Kiefer Sutherland figure. Well, that's the, that's with all the blind box thing. That's the chance you take, right? So if you do collect and buy the Funko Pops, the the mystery blind box, the minis, right? I will trade. I will buy from you. I I need a creature. I need the Frankenstein monster. I I got. I finally got the Cthulhu, but I don't have the Glow Cthulhu. And like I said. There are, there are some figures you keep getting. Like, I don't need another Kiefer Sutherland figure. It's not a good figure to begin with. <laughs> I keep getting the damn thing. I need the Godzilla from the science fiction, um, uh, series two. I need the Alien Queen. So if you buy these things and you have surplus and you want to sell them or trade them, hit me up. Get on the Facebooks with David. Where can they reach us? Facebook. We have an 11 o'clock, um, group on the Facebooks. You can reach us on the Twitter. Um, I'm at Vince Bond. David is at David A. Price. Jason is other... at uh, J-A-Y-B Wood, W-O-O-D. Yeah, you can come to our forum at um, W, well, I don't even say that anymore, 11 o'clock comics.com or just, you know, 
hit, hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, send me an email or something. If you buy these things, I, I'm obsessed with them. Are you? Are you? Do you feel the same way? I do not have any of these. Uh, oh, the the minis are great. Where are you getting they're, them? I get them at Target because they're five ninety nine at Target. If you get them at like say um, GameStop, you're going to pay six ninety nine, probably seven ninety nine for them. That's way too much because a regular vinyl pop is only ten bucks. So why would you pay eight dollars for a mini? Doesn't make sense. I think five ninety nine is even too much for these things. But when they hit the mark, like the Judge Dredd and the Robocop, they're amazing figures. I even got Edward Scissorhands, who I wasn't really all that into. Like I liked the movie, but I mean the 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 pop is great. The mini. I have to stress that. It's the mini. I, I really want the pinhead, but that's one in 72. And the chances of getting that are whatever. Sick. But I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the Funko Pops. Damn you. They are moving a lot of... Hey, Jason made changes to our Dropbox. Thank you, Jason. Um <laughs> can't you read an email? He can't be here, but he can change the friggin' Dropbox. Uh... Yeah, so let's, we should have a sub forum for, for the Funko vinyl pops on our forum and on the, and on the Facebook. Can you do sub forums on the Facebook? No. No. Well, just post on the Facebook yeah. if you collect the pops too. Yeah. Join me. Spend your money on frivolous items and I'll trade with Sorry. you. So, um, thank you for joining us once again. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review. On the uh, iTunes or wherever you downloaded this from, and come back next week because we'll all be here yeah, again. We probably won't be winging it next week. I think we did a good job. I, I had fun. I, I always have fun. But um, there's a Nosferatu pop too. That's pretty. Wow. Cool. I ha- I have that one, but it just looks like a, you know, he's just black and gray. But yeah, that, that friggin' pinhead. I lo- I'm looking at it right now on the, on the internets and I gotta have that damn thing. I gotta, the creature too. But anyway, um, come back next week because we'll be here waiting for you. David gets all verklempt and, and sweaty if, if you're not here. So just to avoid all that kind of unpleasantness, come back. Yeah. And, and as usual, say goodnight. David. Good night. David. <laughs> so silly we do this every week. It's so much fun though. La, 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 that was screwed up. Yeah. Well, you actually count. No. No. Okay. Say good night. Bye. Ladies. We love you. Goods. Bye. Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. And I forgot all about that. Have a great New Year, but more importantly, have a safe New Year. Like, if you're going to party New Year's Eve, don't be stoic and think you're more than you are. If, you, if you're if you inebriated, give your damn keys to someone else, and they'll get you home. Or sleep wherever you are. Don't, don't be stupid, okay? Because we love you. We want you back here next week. And Godspeed, Lemmy. Thank you for everything. Bye.